Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. How do you say our yearly week one, I guess you can say, of the NFL season? It starts off, we will be covering all the games that happen today. If we get time, we'll try to take a peek at Sunday's game. We will be waiting for Cuervo for a little bit because there's lots of NFL news that we're going to talk about here today before we jump into them. If we get more co-hosts, great. If not, you'll be listening to me as I break down the NFL. Um, Not a big deal. If people come, great. If they don't, great. We'll figure it all out. It don't matter as it is what we love. It's the week one of the NFL. All eyes were were on Thursday night when a rematch of the Super Bowl happened. And frankly, I wasn't impressed regardless what anybody says. I mean, you can say, hey, wait, um, the, you know, the, the fact that the Broncos got the victory, oh, they, they earned it and everything. I, I'm still not a guy that will I guess you want to say fall for the NFL or fall for this young guy. I want to tell you right now, you give me every single defensive quarter in the NFL, except for about three teams and they'll figure this guy out and it won't take long. And the guys that are coming up next for him, they'll figure it out. It may not be next week, but the Broncos are not going to have a great season. I'm still on this. I'm, I'm still on. I, I'm, he didn't impress me. I watched it. He didn't. I mean, the big stats weren't there, which he was a rookie. Didn't expect. So hey, it was right there. But I'm going to tell you right now. The green. The the fact that people can be so blinded by one game in the NFL, it's unbelievable. They can be blinded by what they see in one game and think that, oh, this guy has the goods or he doesn't have the goods or whatever. Sometimes that happens. But more times than not, when it comes to the quarterback, their first game is not necessarily an indication on how they're going to do for the whole season. And and all they got to do is look at Peyton Manning's first year. I mean, we're talking about a Hall of Famer. We're talking quite possibly the quarterback that, it's arguably, I'm just going to say it. I think he was one of the best, at least top five quarterbacks in NFL history. He won two Super Bowl rings, should have won more. And this guy went one and 15 in this first season. So, you know, let this be his one game over there in Bronco land. Enjoy week one. So, because, you know, one week of happiness, get ready what could be, a long season in Denver. 
Do we want to see that? Of course not. We don't. But the Broncos get the victory. Um, and, and I do want to talk about it because I, I when looking at this game, the Broncos get the victory, it, it, whatever doesn't happen. But I'm going to tell you right now, the NFL better start protecting Cam Newton. And there's a couple reasons why. And it's not the ones that everybody's talking about. Okay. There's two things about Cam Newton getting just knocked around the football field. It reminded me of Brett Favre in that game where he just got beaten and just just tore into, where he walked off the football field all bruised and everything else. That's what this game reminded me of. But there's going to be two things that happen in this, and I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. Hey, the Broncos won, okay? You can't go back and say there should have been a flag there, should have been a flag there. You can do that, but it doesn't matter. The result of the game is the result of the game. But the NFL is going to find themselves in a lot of trouble. And I'm talking legally. When you look at what Cam Newton, I mean, you put Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, you put five quarterbacks together and see how they protect those quarterbacks and Cam Newton not getting it getting that kind of protection from the referees, there's going to be a lawsuit. And it's not going to happen this year because obviously he's playing. It's going to happen after. This is, this is a lawsuit setting up so good for Cam Newton for after he's done with football, especially if it continues, about how they didn't protect him at the quarterback, but they protected everybody else. And it'll be two things. And one will be race. And I'm going to tell you, it will come up and it will show its ugly face in there. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's a little bit of it there. I mean, I, I mean as, as horrible as that sounds, when you look at the NFL and you see what's going on, Cam Newton is setting himself up for the rest of his life, not just playing football and the salaries that he's making, and he's wise to keep his mouth shut because later on down the road, because the NFL is the $18 billion industry that they are, Cam Newton is saying, yeah, go ahead and hit me in the head. We got film of this, and we're watch it, and they're going to want to know why there was no film. And I'm going to tell you, race will be a part of this later on down the road. Mark my words, okay? I When I make a statement like this, I'm going to tell you, 75% of the time we're going to hear back of this, and Cam Newton is definitely setting himself up to get himself squared for the rest of his life. Never mind just the football salary. He's going to take a bite out of the NFL because the, the referees did not protect him. And what will be the reason why? Race will be a reason why. And frankly, I'm going to tell you right now, I think there's a little bit of truth to it. For the last three for the last two years, before this year, this kid's been knocked all around the football field and can't catch a break, can't catch a flag, but we all know that if it was – and frankly, you can use all the excuses that you want. Golick did it on the uh, on ESPN, everybody making – oh, he was a runner then. It still don't matter. He was knocked in the head, and you cannot do that. 
You can't hit that quarterback or any football player in the head the way violently this guy was hit. If you want to go to my Facebook, scroll down a little bit and see the, the hook. Number one, they had him by his foot, okay? That, they were trying to hurt him on his foot, definitely. But then you take a look at the hit on the leg, uh, on the foot, and then a pop in the head. This guy was getting knocked around this football field, and they are setting, the NFL is setting themselves up to not be able to defend this because it's going to continually happen. Why? Because they didn't throw the flags in the first game. You can expect them to stay in the pocket for the rest of the season unless the NFL finally comes to their sentence and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we don't stop this, when Cam Newton retires, there's going to be a big lawsuit. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And frankly, it's right. And I do. I think race is a part of it because – when you it, it, and it, it's not because it's so obvious, it's because of his size and bigness and uh, of the quarterback of the black quarterback. I'm going to tell you it will come into play later on down the road, and you and you could say he's going to play the race card, but this one I think there's some uh, just a little bit on it, just a little bit, it, and it's not so obvious. They were like, well, we're not going to throw the flag on the black guy. No, they're going to throw They're going to say, no, we're not going to throw the, uh, the flag on the big quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger gets those calls. So watch out. I mean, the NFL is putting themselves in a big, big hole. And if they don't watch it, it's going to be a very, very bad thing for them. But just as the NFL does, they will handle that when it becomes an issue. As of right now, it's not an issue unless they are actively working to get that done. So that's just my commentary here to get started here this morning here on the Couch with Tata Sports Show. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be big, and I got someone who probably won't disagree with me. It's a good old boy himself, Brian Tarvin, here on a Sunday morning. Brian, good morning. Uh, Cam Newton, that you're, you are, um, I think you probably will assess this. This will continue unless the flags come out of the pocket a little bit more often than they have so far. Don't you think, Brian? Yeah, I agree 100% too with the lawsuit. Uh, it's going to happen. Talking about. But, let, but let's go back to Michael Vick when you talk about race and everything. Do you remember when he came out of prison when he started playing? Even before that, I mean, I just remember the last few years that I've seen him play, he would take these headshots, vicious shots, and nobody Big would ever time. call it. And if Tom Brady had been in that game Thursday night, the police would have been out there to arrest whoever <laughs> hit him or Peyton Manning. But I said something about it being race, and, and I hate the race card, but I think to this in this instance, I think it's true because I could throw a couple other ones. You have Byron Leftwich, you yes. have uh, Michael Vick, and you have these guys. Just because you're big, and, and maybe it's not just black, but it's it's just happening to black quarterbacks and not white, so I can say it is a racial thing. But if this happened to Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I mean, these guys are ejected from the game. I've never seen someone take a beating like this and not get called. Because when you throw that first flag and that second flag, it stops. The referees are fault for this. It's not Denver. Denver's going to do whatever Denver does to win the game. But it's the official's fault for not protecting him. This is offensive line's fault for letting him get hit. But I'm tired of hearing just because he's a running quarterback that he's yeah. going to be taking these shots to the head. That's bullshit. You tackle it, it just it, like you do. You don't you don't hit running backs like that, do you, Sonny? 
It, well, and it, because the flag would come out then too, okay? Because it's it would be considered a shot to the head. So, you know, the NFL, they better get a hold on it really quick. Like I said, we may not hear about it for the rest of this year unless they, they get and come to their senses and mark this off. I'm going to bring in a guest I know who it is, uh, Colin from the 631. This is one of my uh, minor league Hall of Fame buddies. It is Coach E, Colin from New York City. How you doing, Coach? Got the wrong one. Oh, I do. Six, <laughs> I, well, I got the wrong That's one. That's right. It is who is Lenny it? Don't Milwaukee. even ask me. Yeah, they ask who the, it the is. Then go peel a potato. The Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. How you doing there, Lenny Melnick? Uh, okay, here's the deal. Now, uh, it's, it's a lot more than what you're saying, and I don't think it's racist. I think it's uh, it's about your standing in the community. Uh, with uh, uh, Cam Newton, they don't want to take him out of the game. If it was a lesser player, perhaps. But here's the crime. The crime is not not just calling the uh, penalties. Uh, they have rules already in place, and the penalties should be called. Fine. There is no reason in today's day, with the movie that came out and all the, all the controversy about the concussions, that yes. there is not something set up on the sidelines to take Cam Newton out of the game for a moment and, and just give him a quick check just to see if he should be out of the game permanently. Well, there, is there should be something there, there set up on the sidelines so any player, I mean, there are all kinds of hits in the game, but there are some hits that really do require, uh, oh, let's bring him out, let's make sure he's okay. It's time for the NFL to uh, start paying attention. Actually, Lenny, they do have a protocol on the sideline, um, and it's an NFL guy. It's not a team guy. There is a protocol for that. But Newton wasn't taken out of the game. How come Cam Newton wasn't uh, – he wasn't taken out? Lawsuit. There was an article in Lawsuit. the Carolina newspaper yesterday just talking about that, that he was not tested at all. Exactly. And, you know, at some point, you've got to be able to step up and say, we're going to take him out. We get, we're going to check him for his protection. So add up on that. I didn't even think about that angle right there to, as far as the lawsuit, too. Well, they didn't call him over to do a test on him during the game. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to blow up in the NFL's face. And we're not going to hear about this, okay? We're not going to hear about this on ESPN, Fox, CBS, all the people who get money from the NFL or because of the NFL. I'm going to tell you right now, it won't be this year, and it may not even be in the next two two or three years. But we'll go back. When it happens, we'll go say, you know what? Sonny was right. This thing, it's just a great big setup. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cam Newton's being smart by not saying a damn thing about it because it's going to even be more money. This guy's got money coming out of, you know, left and right. Okay, he's going to get more. He's going to take a bite out of the NFL because the NFL, even though they're supposed to be on top of this concussion thing, it's the shots to the head that caused some of the concussions, and yet they're going to let it continue with Cam Newton. They are just setting themselves up for later on down the road to have a bigger problem than they already have. Like you said, that movie came out, Lenny, and the reason why the movie came out had absolutely nothing to do with the NFL. When they did League of Denial, they had 
they had many people as far as uh, the, the the reporters and the people who covered it as far as uh, stories and stuff. They had the NFL say, shut it down or we'll shut you down. And when it comes to people's money in their pocket, everybody turns a blind eye to a lot of things, Lenny Melnick, and that's going to be one of the things that will hurt the NFL and hurt this whole situation regarding concussions at a later on date because it will be proven at one point. You're right, and if it was a lesser player, I mean, Washington came out of the game and he got, uh, you know, he was pulled out. If it was any other player other than the superstar who they can't afford to lose, then it would have been, that player would have been tested, but they're not going to test Cam Newton because, God forbid, he had a concussion and he was a little shaky. They didn't want to go without that quarterback for the rest of the game, and that's what it was. I didn't even think about that part of it there. When, Tarvin, do you think about that whole situation? Uh, the question is, is it the NFL or is it the Panthers or is it a combination of the two? Regardless, one is bad enough if you double up on two. I mean, the whole thing is set. I, I, it, it will be interesting. Now, Tarvin, do you think this continues off for the rest? Because if I'm talking about it, okay, they're not talking about it in mainstream media because you're not going to hear this up there. But someone's talking to them about it, you would think. Don't you think, Tarvin? Yeah, I do. I do. I think this is a this is going to blow up, guys, just like Sonny said, unless they get a hold of it now. But, but Lenny, I, I do think it's the racial thing. And uh, I, I think hate it's the race card. I think it's part Michael Vick. Do you remember Lenny Michael Vick and uh, Byron Leftwich and those guys would get just crucified on the field. You never see a flag. They, they uh, I don't know. Look, if it was Andrew Luck, I don't think any, Eli Manning. I don't think anything would have been any different. Uh, so, oh, you don't think uh, so? If you you don't no, think if, I, if, if no. Eli Manning was in that game on Thursday night that there wouldn't have been flags thrown there? I do. I they think wouldn't it, not, not the flags of race, thrown. Maybe I don't know about the flags, but certainly uh, he wouldn't have been are. babied and tested. And uh, that the, yes. the point is that uh, the flags are one thing, but they don't want to take the star quarterback out of the game. That's Absolutely, I don't think it's well, a race. Well, thing. That's well protect the him then. Protect his ass is what I say. <laughs> protect him and yeah. don't want him out of the game. All right. Well, let's see what happens. We, as long we are... as it doesn't happen to, as long as it doesn't happen to radio host, that's all. Because <laughs> uh, you know, Couch, I've been known uh, to listen to you, and you seem like you do have a concussion. I, I know show. that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm an expert yeah. on it. Even though this is a good day, it's not foggy. I'm seeing things very clear. Uh, but yes. I'm, yeah, I may have the I concussion. I say best now, couch potato at the halfway <laughs> mark. Okay. <laughs> now, now, Lenny, you, I got an email yeah. which um, I didn't get time to. I, I saw what it was, and I'm just not a guy who who's interested in throwing money away because I'm not as good as I used to be because of the cushions and the shots to the head. You're doing something yeah. really interesting. Why don't you let people know about that new website that I saw, which, by the way, was out of sight as well. So check that out. What, what's your new website over there? Oh, yeah, LennyMelnickFantasySports.com. It's, it's time to bring the fun back 
to fantasy sports and forget about, you know, the million dollars is nice if you want to win a million dollars. But if you right. want to have some fun and get back to why fantasy sports was created in the first place, uh, we take it very seriously, but we have more fun than anybody. We're running this morning uh, a, 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 a point spread contest. Very simple. Just pick the point. But the point is, is that there's no entry fee and there will be cash prizes. Just go on the site, LennyMeldickFantasySports.com. we got a lot of contests. Uh, we have a contest as who's going to run back the first uh, kickoff return. All right, if you get that right, you win 100 bucks. That's not, you don't have to enter anything. Uh, we've got cool. podcasts. We got we have videos. We got some great articles. You know, there's great articles everywhere. But the community that we have on the uh, on the face on the uh, in the chat room is by far uh, the finest bunch of people in the fantasy community that I have ever met, and I'm very proud of this thing because you know what? It's fun. When 300 yes. people come on the site and introduce themselves by talking, by writing paragraphs about themselves, you know that there's an interest in being part of a club, a fraternity, and a community, and it's a lot of fun, Cass. Yeah, I think you're right. You look at the fantasy sports. I remember when they first started doing that. I, that's when I was very successful. Now it's become a business. And the, and the fun yeah. portion of it, like you said, Lenny, is being taken out of fantasy sports because of there's so much money going into it. And the fact that, you know, Vegas is involved with it now, too. Um, it it yeah. was. I remember checking the newspapers and getting how many yards someone had. And I had to write it down and do it. Now the computer. <laughs> and everything have have you know crazily made fantasy sports what it is and and it, yeah. it's kind of fun. Lenny, it's always good to have you on. You gonna hang out or are you gonna are you gonna yeah. um, gotta bail? Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep listening. No question, I listen to you more times than you uh, you understand. But hey, I expect you to get your butt over to the site and introduce yourself as well. And Harvin, you you do the same thing because we are striving to be the biggest community in fantasy sports. Yeah, we're missing out on it. I think you're right, Lenny. It's it's something that we got to keep our eyes on. So, you know, you right. hang out. I'll, I'll leave your mic active if you want to hop in there, Lenny. You're more than welcome to. Um, so that's Lenny Melnick. He is the godfather of fantasy sports, and he should be in the Fantasy Hall of Fame. Check out that article. I did read book. that one. I, I I did read that one. So you know, had a little time. So and I did vote for you, by the way. So there you go. Thank Check you, that thank out. you, Cash. Means you a lot got to it. me. Thanks very much. He, he, he's, right, he is the man. All right, it is Lenny on. Melnick. Of, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, he is so great, and not only that, he's got the radio voice and oh, and the face to match for radio. So we're right there. Me and him were twins. <laughs> so here we go. It's the NFL. It's week number one, and we're going to get ready to start talking about the games that are going to be coming around. Now, I have my locs here. We have local sponsors now. Normally, we would just hop right into it, but this is part of the package for folks that listen to the. Uh, Rowlett Varsity Football. We got lots of people locally now that are listening to us. We, we thought we had a pretty big audience now, but we're the city of Rowlett, Texas, has picked up on the Couch Potato Sports Show. They picked up on it. Why? Because we do the play-by-play for the Rowlett Eagles, um, and we also now are bringing people in on the weekly show uh, that people are listening in. So that what that's what we're going to do now. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about week number one. We're going to get into the games and talk about the games 
because we got a three-hour show, and we use the first half hour for, you know, just to kind of cover some things, and it's time to get into it. So we'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said here on a Sunday morning. We'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. 
Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at Five Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you. Back on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it's that being said, a Sunday morning tradition here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as locally here for our locals here in Rowlett. Thanks, everybody. We're expanding over to Garland. We got some invitations to say, hey, let us know about your show in Garland. So we're going to start doing that. Been getting some words, getting some people asking about us. They want to do it. They want us to do it for free. Can't that, but glad that there's some interest. So, that being said, name of the show, we're going to get started. It's time. Are you ready, Tarvin, to start talking about this week's games? And Tarvin may not be here. He might be on mute. So, what we're going to do, let's, first of all, let's go over some quick news that's going on in the NFL. Uh, Sean Hill's going to start for the Vikings, even though they got Sam Bradford from the Eagles, I think we'll see Sam Bradford in week two or three, unless Sean Hill, which, by the way, has the capabilities of being a good quarterback because he did it a lot when Matthew Stafford was going down a lot in Detroit. So this guy's got the capabilities. Does he have goods to go for a full 16 games? The answer obviously is no, or they would not win and got Sam Bradford. So that's number one. Also, uh, Winston, uh, he knows the Vikings pretty good. Um, you know, the Bucks swept them back in 2015. Don't forget about that when you're thinking about who's going to win the game, who's not. And by the way, as much as I love my Jags, I got them losing this week. Oh, shoot, I, I let the cat out of the bag. I'm going to tell you the reason why I got to lose in this week um, as far as the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my team. Uh, so keep your eyes out on that. Uh, the Chief right now, they're looking to get a fresh start. Okay, they dropped five of their first six games. They made the playoffs. Okay, that tells you something, but they don't want to be in the position they were last year. So we're going to have to find out about it and where they're going to happen to happen. Okay, Garoppolo will start for the Patriots, but they will not have the big man. Okay, and folks, that is a big story. If you're an NFL fan, that is a big, big, huge story. Forget the fact that they don't have Tom Brady. That We already knew about that weeks and weeks ago, okay? But when the NFL and the Patriots are telling you Rob Gronkowski is going to miss the first week for the Patriots, that just makes you wonder a little bit more about where they are going to be come Monday night, or I think it might be Sunday night. I'm not sure which – they might play Sunday. I'll look on the list here. But that's a big, big game, that game against, yeah, Sunday night. Uh, Sunday so, night. Yeah, Sunday night football, not Monday night. Thank you there, Tarvin. Uh, so hey, no Sonny. Rob Gronkowski. Hey, Go ahead. Sonny, I think, this, I think they're holding him out because they know that they're not going to beat Arizona on the road, and they also know how hard that defense hits, and they don't want to risk any injury with Gronkowski. They know they're going to lose anyway, so I think they're holding him out for precautionary reasons. Because after this game, they've got pretty much a an easy Cake schedule. Walk. So I think they're throwing yeah. this throwing this one in the bag right here and just protecting Gronkowski until Brady and, gets back. Honestly, and if they can sneak, and if they can 
Absolutely. If they can sneak out with the win, Tarvin, you know, that's even yeah, better. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, they I, have zero I, chance. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that game. So also, um, Rams not stock, uh, starting golf. What does that tell you? Okay, he's not even going to be no. in uniform. Okay, and so the, the the Rams take the step back and go, man, we really missed on this. I, you know, who knows? That's another story that's going on. Um, you know, as far as that, what's going to happen as far as Seattle with their quote unquote protests, how they're gonna do it. I've heard a couple of uh of uh rumors about what's bro, gonna happen, bro, how they're uh, gonna do it. Yeah, I mean it, it, let's play football time. You know, so that those are the things that are going on. Oh, by the way, offensive tackle um for the Buffalo Bills and Trail Henderson has been suspended by the NFL uh for the first four games of the season for violating the league's substance abuse policy. So there's a lot of things that are going on in the NFL. This is gonna be a big, big week, uh, because it is week number one. So that being said, since it is week number one, we're gonna talk about the games. It's time to do it. And I wanna start and talk about a game that I don't think it's going to get a lot of play, but I think it's going to be a good game. Let's start with the 1 o'clock games. Let's talk about Buffalo on the road taking on the Ravens. There's a lot of stories in this game, and and the main reason, obviously, for the Baltimore Ravens, will they have a really, really, is he really 100%? We're talking about Joe Flacco. And the Buffalo Bills, they got a lot to you know, they got a lot to prove. Rex Ryan has a lot to prove. Is he really a good coach? Was it the right decision to bring this guy in to coach our football team? Those are some of the questions that have to happen as far as this game is concerned. And then there's more. But when you look at the regular season open, two starting quarterbacks right now who at one point shared the the sidelines. These guys were teammates. But now Joe Flacco, he's all set and ready to go. And then it's Tyrod Taylor. Is Tyrod Taylor ready to make the steps to be that big-time quarterback? Not top five. But he, if you're going to be a good quarterback in this league, Tarvin, you've got to be top 15. And I, obviously, Tyrod Taylor's not there right now. But this is a game against a good team that if he can go out and get the victory, he can start his way up to make it to be top 15. But who knows? What do you think about this game, the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens? I just think the big difference in this game is where they're playing it. That's really – the difference. I think both teams are about even. And I think that Flacco, I give him the edge at quarterback because he's done it every year. You know, this Tyrod Taylor guy on the road, I I just think he's going to make some mistakes, turn the ball over. Yeah, there will be some flashes of brilliance. There will be some big plays. But at the end of the day, being in Baltimore with Joe Flacco, I like them. Yeah, and I will tell you right now, you got to get wins. And you got to get wins. And now, granted, these guys are not in the same division, but these are AFC. These are games that are important, especially when it comes to tiebreakers. So they, they're already starting off against a team if you're the Buffalo Bills and you're trying to make the playoffs because, let's be honest, they're going to be a wild card at best. So this is a game that they got to start off the season with and get the victory. So the Ravens signed Mike Wallace to give, you know, uh, you know, to help their situation. And guess what? Um, you know, they need the bit downfield threat because uh, Perriman, uh, the first round draft pick uh, 2015, he's going to miss, all, you know, he missed all of last season. So he's going to come back. There are a lot of guys that are coming back for the uh, 
for the Ravens, and these may be the 2014 Ravens, depending if they can keep Terrell Suggs completely healthy, and of course, Joe Flacco. If you don't have a quarterback, you're in a lot of trouble, but here's one of the biggest stats when I looked at this game, and they got to change it, or they are not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to make the wild, uh, wild card, and I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. They had the second fewest sacks in the league with 21, and that was behind Atlanta. Okay, so they've got to get better to get to the ball when the quarterback has it in his hands, because I will tell you right now, it didn't get much better in the preseason because they only had four sacks in four games, and that was against seconds, and they still couldn't get to the quarterback. So they've got a lot of work to do. So the Buffalo Bills right now, they did have the top rushing uh, uh, stats for last year in the NFL, so that could help them, but there's different guys on the offensive line here for the Baltimore Ravens, so this one's going to be tough. Do you expect to see that big-time rushing game coming from Buffalo and have success against these Ravens there, Tarvin? Um, no. no I, don't, I don't see them being able to consistently rush the football. Maybe a little bit of outside, but remember the, the Ravens are the second-oldest team in football right now. So, as the season wears on, yes. But the first game of the year, I don't think the Buffalo is going to have a lot of success running the football. Now, get them in week eight, nine, on throughout, yes, I think the age starts catching up with Baltimore. But right now, today at home, the first game, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball or move it much at all. But I don't think Baltimore is going to be able to as well. Well, there's a lot of things going on in this game. And I'm going to – well, when you look at this game, so who do you got winning this game? It sounds like you've got the Ravens that you're hanging on uh, to get the victory here in week number one. Yeah, I do. I like Baltimore week one at home. First game, you know, the fans are there. Everybody's coming. Everybody's 0-0. And I think the Ravens are going to take this game. And I, well, I, I that think... doesn't mean much, but I think they're going <laughs> to. Well, you know, when you look at this game, you've got to ask yourself the question, should they win? And and, and obvious, let's be obvious, if you're a Ravens fan and you look at this football team and you look at the Buffalo Bills, I'm sorry, they should be the better team. But I'm going to I'm actually going on the other side of the fence. There's a couple reasons why. Okay, first of all, if anybody knows anything about the Ravens, it's Rex Ryan. Okay, he spent nine years there uh, on the coaching staff, so he knows it, and that's four of them as the defensive coordinator. Now, Buffalo grabs up Ed Reed's, and he's the Buffalo's assistant back coach. All right, so now he's got the you know he's in the Baltimore Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken. So now you got a guy on the other side of the field. You got two guys that knows this defense better than anybody in the NFL. Okay. So that is a huge thing when you look at, because when you look at talent, Baltimore runs away with it. But when you got two guys that can make a game plan against your team and strategies are going to be thrown around right and left out there. I think the guys that know this defense uh, knows the offense better than anybody are on the other side of the football field and that being the Buffalo Bills not only that the Bills also get the return of Aaron Williams he returned to practice after missing almost a month with a concussion so he's great on run support that could stop the running game if the Buffalo Bills are are the uh, Ravens are going to have any running game which means they're going to have to put it up in the air the only problem 
for Baltimore is it, huge. They're going to be without Elvis Domerville, okay? Off-season foot surgery, he's not ready, so this one is huge. That being said, I'm actually taking the upset, and I think it would be an upset that the Jets get this game here, Tarvin. And um, with all the with all the things that are going on in this game, I, I think this is the game that the Jets would be primed to get in order to make you know you the whether or not they win that division or if they're going to get a wild card spot. You mean the Bills, right? The Jets. I'm talking about the Jets too. The Jets, if they are going to be wild card, because you look at it, yeah. one of those teams. I mean, I, I think obviously, I think, and I think you probably think the Patriots are going to win this division. Okay, so one of those two teams, if anybody's going to come out of the wild card, one of those yeah. two, because I don't expect both of them. This is a big game in week number one because. You know, let, let's be honest. Football players aren't stupid. They know who everybody thinks is going to win this division. It's not Buffalo, and it is you know. So they need to get that game. Buffalo's got to get that win, and the Jets mm-hmm. also. Just to let you know, they got a big game in week number one because of this game, especially if the Bills get the victory. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you you win all you can while Brady is gone. You you have to to stay there with the the Patriots and hope they lose a couple. But, you know, I think the Jets get the win today. I think the Jets are the better team. They're better than the Bills. I just think they have more of a complete package and they're at home today as well. The difference between the Bills and the Jets, the Bills are on the road at Baltimore against Flacco and the Jets are at home against an Andy Dalton. And I don't know where his head is. So I like the Jets right. better than I do the Bills. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting. I do, like I said, I'm going to stick right with mine. So you got Baltimore, and I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to pick the upset. So uh, Tarvin is up on the Ravens. I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to take the Bills. I don't like the Bills, but I think if there's any team that can really decipher what's going to be coming their way, it's going to be Rex Ryan and also Reed uh, as a uh, defensive coach. Um, big pickup for them, by the way, as far as their coaching is concerned. So I really like that whole situation there for um, for this football game. So um, we're, we're talking about the NFL. We're talking about teams that might make a play uh, for some other ones. So let's head into the next game that we got up on the tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we preview the uh, games that are happening in week number one. And I wish we had him here. Um, He says he might be in and out, um, you know, as we started. So let's go to the Chicago Bears taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, The Chicago Bears suck. I mean, and I can't really... God, I, I really can't find any good thing about this football team because they were horrible in preseason. It's bad enough they are bad, okay? But you couldn't even do anything in preseason, okay? And then you sink it up. Houston, on the other hand, they got a lot of things that they got to build up on a positive. Remember, the Chicago Bears, they got rid of their best kicker in history for the Bears. So they bring on somebody who just kicks the ball. The big mistake. I know, I know you don't want to put a lot of money in your kickers, but when you're the Bears and you suck as bad as you do, you don't get rid of the best player on the team. And if it's the kicker, I'm telling you right now, you're in a lot of trouble. But you don't get rid of him. Unless it's obvious, the Chicago Bears, I think, are ready to move on, wipe the slate clean, start a new franchise with a new attitude, and try to find some good young players that they can hang their hats on next season in order to bring in the free agents this year. Because I'm going to tell you right now, 
This Chicago Bears team are in a lot of trouble before they get started because this Texans team, I think I, I think you're right, Tarvin. I think you said it when we were on this show or over on your show. This is a team that can sneak into the playoffs because of the schedule, who they are playing, and with a little luck with Brock Osweiler maybe not being a franchise-type quarterback yet, maybe he can get the job good enough or done good enough in order for him to make the playoffs. Yeah, and let's give credit to Brock. He's smart enough to get out of Denver and uh-huh. get out of yep. the way of John Elway. I give him that. He gets some credit because Denver is not going anywhere this year. Um, but, yeah, this defense for Houston, I like him with J.J. Watt. But I think he's going to be able to, like, I guess be a game manager. So he's not going to mm-hmm. get in there and win the game for you. He's not going to turn the ball over in crucial situations, which is bad news for the Bears, which means the Bears have to play – kind of a perfect game and a way to win on the road. And we've seen the Bears play, and that's just not going to happen, Sonny. So it's <laughs> just a matter of time before before the Bears implode and turn the ball over a couple of times. And when you're on the road in Houston in that dome, it can get away from you real quick, especially if you turn the ball over and you're not getting first down. So I worry about Chicago's ability to move the ball and get first downs, and I worry about that defense in the second half. Houston's going to take some shots on them and and separate the game. I think it's a two-score game by Houston. I I I look at it and I wonder how this is going to end up happening if the Bears are going to get the victory. Uh and when I was looking at the game and I was trying to see where I could look at it. Here's just some things. By the way, Brock Osweiler, you're right. Signed the big contract, 72 million, okay, for being a backup quarterback to Peyton Manning. You know, for four years. I mean, not not a bad gig if you can pick it up, by the way, uh, just to let you know. But the question is, is, will he step in and be that guy? And I don't know if he can be that way, but Houston hopes that it can. And Houston also hopes that the offense, okay, can take a look at some of the familiar faces that are coming in defensively. There's some players that were right there, okay, on that football team. And now, guess what? They're sitting on the other side. So, with them sitting on the other side, they got a lot of work to do for what's coming their way. They know what's coming their way, just like I was talking about in the first game. And Trevor will be back here with us, hopefully. And so, now, when you're Houston and you know what's coming your way, that really just hate, hate, just makes everything a little bit easier for you as you head into this game in week number one. So... John Fox has a little advantage too. Remember, don't hey, just two years ago, he's the head coach of that Bronco team. So now he knows what's coming his way. But the problem is there's not enough talent in Chicago to be able to 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 get it all squared away. So if there's anybody that knows anything about a lot of the teams, these two teams are right there. But it just Gosh, I, I mean, I don't expect a lot in preseason, okay? I, I really don't, okay? If you're a good football team and you decide that you want to throw away the preseason because you know what you need to get behind everything, you're not playing your starters, you, you know, the practices are good enough, um, it, it, that's, that's all well and fine. But the Chicago Bears were starting the, some of their starters and they just couldn't get the job done. And week number one doesn't hold, you know, you, you got a team – Okay, where they know what's coming at them. 
And and that's not good. This game is in Texas, in Houston. By the way, cool place to see a football game over at Reliance Stadium. The electric company may suck, but that stadium is awesome. So um, that's going to be huge when you look at that. When when you look at the game, all right. So you got to look at uh, Kyle Long. Also, he's questionable for the Bears. He's got that uh, thing in his back about a, di- a herniated disc. He, I'm sorry, that's that's a huge, huge loss. I mean. If you don't have Kyle Long going up against J.J. Watson, then J.J. Watson is another story up on top of it. Will he be better? See, but the difference is, is J.J. Watts going at 75%, okay, is better than most linebackers in the NFL. So you look at there's a lot involved with this game. The Bears' defense is strong up front with Hicks, Goldman, and then they got a rookie over there, Bullard. He's helping to anchor the three-fourth scheme, but the question is, is will they get the penetration and the pressure that they need to get on Osweiler? And Houston and Young, they're going to they're gonna try to get in there and get into that backfield. That's going to be huge, but the offensive line is going to be huge. But Leonard Floyd makes his NFL debut for the Bears. His shoulder and hamstring injuries during the preseason, uh, they might they might limit him. So they're not even going to get their guy that they want out on the football field. I, I just don't see where the Bears have enough to to start. Especially JJ Watts brings a different total look at this football game, and I'll tell you the reason why. Because he doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be the J.J. Watts that we've seen in the last five games of the regular season last season. He just has to be J.J. Watts because he brings a different energy to this football team when he's playing. Big-time energy that is nowhere near anybody on the other side of the football for the Chicago Bears they can bring. The closest person they got is Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler, hey, I'm done defending this guy. This is the year. Last year was the last year. I put Jay Cutler on notice that I wasn't going to support his mediocre football anymore just because he brings home the big contract. I supported this guy and said he's the most underrated NFL quarterback for the last three seasons. Well, you know, last year was his last season. For that to actually be true if it was going to happen he had three years in there go ahead uh, are you there uh, i yeah, think I'm that right. lenny you know nobody just... cares about my did you see the video can you watch it i want you to hear what he says so i lenny your mic was on i'm not sure i i'm getting kind of fuzziness coming out of you uh there lenny so i put you on mute um uh so Pop off of the thing and then repress the one if you want to hear uh, or if you want to jump in, okay? Um, so, like, I know where you're at. So, Chicago Bears, this is going to be – I don't think it's going to be much of a football game. So, watch out. But it, it's, let's see if Brock Osweiler, is he going to be that guy? Is he going to be the guy that will take a step forward and be the guy that sh- uh, Houston needs him to be? Because this could be a long season – if he's not for Houston, because remember the division they play in that division. Hey, they're not, is that, they got 
the Colts, which by usually default, they're winning that division. The Jaguars are supposedly better. I'd pick them to lose this week. So that's the only game I let anybody know about who I think is going to win. Jacksonville's going to lose in week number one. And, and then you got the Tennessee Titans. So Houston needs to make a push for the division championship because I only think one team is going to come out of this division in the playoffs. No other wild card than just the division championship. So this is a game that Houston's got to get, and it's against a team that they should be able to get the victory on. And I, I like what I see, but we'll find out. Now, next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Big, big, big game. And we, I want to go back to the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills, they get a tough opponent for week number one. Remember, we think that the Patriots are going to win this division. So if any other team is going to come out of the AFC East, someone's got a week win in week one. The Jets got to win in week number one or Buffalo. I've already picked Buffalo because I think even though this game is being played up in New York, the Bengals coming to town are not what the Jets want in week number one. Both these teams playing AFC foes, so this is a big game in week number one, especially if you're looked at going, well, you're not going to win the division. You're already going in for a wild card. And the last time the Cincinnati were seen in a football game that mattered, they, you know, they were trying to get into the, you know, move forward against the Pittsburgh Steelers against a, uh, a team that, Let's be honest, we were better than them because of who they had at quarterback, and Cincinnati didn't have Andy Dalton because of injury. Now, here's one thing I want to put out there. I'm all about protect your quarterback. Matter of fact, there's probably nobody bigger than that because, let's be honest, if you don't have a good quarterback in the NFL, you're not going very far. But the Cincinnati Bengals, if, he, if Andy Dalton throws an interception, he's told to give up on the play because of the injury, because of what it cost the Bengals last year. That right there tells me before you're even getting started this season, you're being too cautious. Now, granted, it is your quarterback. You're being cautious with your quarterback. That's fine. But you don't make it public. Because guess what? If that happens, no one has to worry about Andy Dalton making a play. That's one less person out on the football field that's going to make the tackle against the interceptor. I just don't like it. Now, granted, you know, he probably wasn't much of a threat anyway, but Andy Dalton loses his shoulder, loses the playoffs. They've already said it straight out, and, and that is huge. And in Cincinnati, they're already tired of answering the questions about the meltdown against Pittsburgh, and they really shouldn't have to answer to it because they didn't have their big gun in. So now they get the big gun in. Cincinnati finishes 12-4, and four, match the franchise uh, high in victories, okay? But now all that's wiped clean. Everybody's 0-0, and the Jets right now are trying to lose a five-game consecutive losing streak and missing the playoffs. They went 10-6 and with Todd Bowles in their first season coach, which, by the way, that guy's a badass. Todd Bowles should have been the coach of the Buffalo Bills. That's the team he should have went to. Then Buffalo might still have Mario Williams happy, but he's not, and he's not there. But Bowles, he takes the jet job. So Matt Forte, stand out with the Chicago Bears, okay? 
adding him to the attack is going to be huge for the Jets. That is a big-time thing. But the Bengals, the problem here is I've wanted, before this game started, I, I was picking the Cincinnati Bengals. But there's going to be guys that are not going to be in the lineup on the defensive side of the ball, one being Burford for the, the Cincinnati Bengals, a guy that makes plays, huge plays. Cincinnati looking to do what they did last year. They're already going to start on the bad side of the ball because they are missing big guys defensively. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though he is in the top five quarterback, he's a top 15 quarterback. He's got paid like he is, so he's going to be that guy. But they are getting all set. Now, whether or not they off the season contract talks are going to affect him. I don't think it is, but Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's clear who's the best quarterback. It's Andy Dalton, but here's the thing. Andy Dalton is loved by his teammates. He signed the contract a long time ago, so he earned the love and the money that he made. Ryan Fitzpatrick getting it handed to him because really they had nobody else. And so the difference between that, they got guys in Cincinnati that will play for Andy Dalton. 3,250 yards, 25 touchdowns. And he was being touted as a possible league MVP at the time before he he got hurt. So watch out. Dalton and the Bengals right now, you know, it, it, the last time they met in 2013, I mean, Andy Dalton just tore that defense up 49 to 9. They won that game. They beat the Jets by 40. Dalton threw for 325 yards. But the New York Jets defense is a little bit different. They're more healthier this year. And in that game where they won by 40, th- their defense was just bombarded with injuries. The Bengals are going to miss Bur- uh, uh, Burfett. I think that's going to be huge. He's serving a three-game suspension for completed you know, violations to the uh, safety rules. So that's going to be huge. Watch out for that. And then you got Dunlap and then Atkins. Not going to be in. They're just not going to be in the lineup. There's and and those three guys right there are going to be huge. I like the Cincinnati wide receivers. When you look at AJ Green, you got to look at them and go. They're going to make a connection, but will they make it enough? To make it huge. This is the game, the, the first three games, Cincinnati, I, I'm going to have a hard time picking in games unless something changes because of the suspensions, because of who is not there. So that having been said, this is this is a game where if everybody on the defensive side of the ball was on the football field, I'd pick, pick the Cincinnati Bengals. But I just can't do it. Fitzpatrick is good enough to be able to shred seconds and thirds. And I'm talking about third stringers and second stringers. So the Jets are also at home. So that's good for them. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the pick. and I'm going to go Jets here this morning. Uh, Although in my heart and hope, I hope Cincinnati wins because 
I got Cincinnati actually making a big time push in the playoffs this year. So I want my prediction of Cincinnati to be really good in the playoffs to continue with their chances. So in my heart, I want the Bengals to win, but my brain tells me the Jets are going to win. So watch out for that. So we're at the top of the hour. We need to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to go ahead and plug our locals right here. Thanks for all the people that are uh, involved with the local broadcast of our Rowlett Eagles varsity football team and also on board here for our show on Sunday morning. So we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, let's take a look at the other side, the the, you know, uh, two teams going up that are so bad, uh, so bad. Philadelphia and Cleveland in Philadelphia. We'll talk about that after the break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, on a Sunday morning, we'll be right back. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure that any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price 
and good customer service, but of course, give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering out a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. On Sunday morning here, that being said, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, flying solo here on a Sunday morning. Maybe we'll get Cuervo in here because he said he'd be in and out. So hopefully we can get him in here as he's doing his thing. He got deployed. He's in Arizona doing his thing. Not at his home. So hopefully he'll be able to get some time, squeak away and be able to get up here and we'll talk about the games that are happening here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Welcome into the show. It is Sunday morning, so that means we're talking about the NFL. That means we're talking about all the games that are happening on a Sunday morning because that's just what we do best here on this show. That having been said, which is the name of the show, let's head into the next game that we have up on the plate, and it's a god-awful one. And it's the Cleveland Browns taking up the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, it's week number one, okay? So everybody's excited about the season. And, yes, even if your team sucks, you still got that hope. You got that prayer. And, yes, Cleveland Brown fans, you can have that. This is the week that you can have the prayers and all that answered. Now, you're taking on the Philadelphia Eagles on the road to start off week number one. Couldn't ask for a better team to go up against because depending on who you believe over in the NFC East, Philadelphia could be on the bottom of this division on many, many quote unquote experts thing. I got them finishing third, but they're not good. Now the Browns are not good either. They're in a division that has three playoff contenders before the balls even snap Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and don't forget, about the Cincinnati Bengals, even though I don't have them win that game in week number one. So the Browns got an uphill battle before they even get started. And a lot of, a lot of big time ra- uh, radio and NFL TV, not going to spend a lot of time on this game. Because believe me, it's not going to be the one that's going to be watched throughout this country. Only two cities will watch it. And by halftime, maybe Cleveland will turn the, t- <laughs> turn the channel. But Carson Wentz, you know, there you go. 
when, when football teams start rookies, they're telling their fans already just be ready for a long year. It's subliminal because they'll say all the right things, but let's be honest. When a football team starts a rookie quarterback, they're telling their fans be ready for a bumpy ride. So that whole situation is huge. Cleveland Browns, same thing, but they, they're just an organization that sucks. So that is huge. So that Wentz is going to make his NFL debut as an Eagle. And I bet you he's sighing relief at the draft. At Cleveland didn't grab him up. He said they said no to him. So now the whole situation, they didn't see him as a, you know, the, the, the Browns didn't see him as a potential top, you know, top quarterback starting in the NFL this year. So now vice president, Paul, it, it's, I can't even, I think it's Posada. He is going to live and die by this pick in week number one because either they'll be glad they passed on Carson Wentz because they got the victory and they walked out of Philadelphia with the victory with the rookie quarterback, or he's going to hear so much garbage on the rest of the day on Sunday into Monday, possibly Tuesday, that, man, we should have took Carson Wentz. But, Cleveland's got a guy that was Goff, getting all the media attention, but was a good rookie quarterback, that being our G3, starting for the Cleveland Browns. Now, folks, I can't look at this game because just in reality, when you look at the teams themselves, they both suck, and we all know this. But with RG3's experience, now, his experience in his first year, he won football games. After that, he just got NFL experience. And I'm talking about teams just pounding on him. And that experience is going to be huge. So, Carson Wentz took 39 snaps in a preseason game against these Browns. Okay? But no one cares. Now, it's time to start caring because it's week number one. Cleveland got rid of uh, Paul Conger. Lost, I, I tell you. Alex Max gone. They all went to Atlanta and free agency. That is huge for Cleveland. That means RG3 is going to have even a little bit harder time. But the problem with the Eagles, okay, is that they just have high-priced guys that are not producing. I'm talking about Brian Maxwell. He actually ended up going to Miami, so they got him out of there. So now the Eagles now got the situation. They get Alonzo in that deal. So that is huge. Kiko Alonso is a good football player, guys. And when you can get rid of a, a high-priced Byron Maxwell and get a guy that has talent in Kiko Alonso, that is huge. Offensive tackle, Link Johnson's facing a 10-game suspension for violating the, uh, the substance abuse deal. So he's out for 10 games. So this game, there's not a lot to talk about, but 
the Browns in week number one will be be happy they didn't take Carson Wentz or they'll be biting on their chains and the dog pound that we should have taken Carson Wentz. I wish that I could look at these teams and say, hey, they're huge. But because both teams, they got new, new head coaches. So that's also against them. New head coaches trying to make a name for themselves. And I like the head coach over on the other side. Folks, this is so huge. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I might be the only ones picking the Cleveland Browns this week to win this football game. I might be the only I might be the only one except for diehards. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have any allegiance to the Browns and everything or any, you know, I might be the only one with a level head that's going to pick the Cleveland Browns in this game, even though they're on the road, even though they're going into that hostile environment there in Philadelphia and the fans hate everybody. Hell, they hate their own team half the time. Okay. But when I just look at talent at the most important position, they don't always win football games, but in this game, I think it's going to matter. And RG3, he isn't the best quarterback in the NFL, but the Cleveland Browns, in my mind, I think are going to have an opportunity to enjoy week one. I don't think that lasts very long. Don't grant it, but this whole thing, there's just so much pressure on Carson Wentz, even more so than RG3. Now, RG3's got a lot of pressure on him as well. Don't get me wrong. But this guy's been facing pressure for years. So um, Jared Goff just knew at it. And right now, if I had to take one quarterback, Goff or RG3, I have to go with experience because – for this year because golf is a rookie quarterback and they're not going to win a lot of games. RG three, they're not going to win a lot of games because of all the other talent, but at least he's experienced enough that he might be able to push the Browns past the Eagles today in a big upset because everybody I think is picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm not picking them just because I, I just want to be different. I, I just look at the quarterback play. And, and as Lenny Milnick says, okay, you got a good quarterback. Okay, you win football games and when he's talking about fantasy, of course. It's easy to find a fantasy quarterback. Now, you can't find a fantasy uh, superstar, but you can find a guy that can just kind of get you over there. Now, RG3 is not that guy, but it sure in the hell is that Carson Wentz. So... This is more of a look-back game, and I'm talking about Cleveland not taking Carson Wentz, and will they regret it? Huge, will they regret it game. Now, whether or not that you can take a look at this game and really break it down, and find all the places, you're not going to be able to do that with this game because the personnel really is all that bad. When Cleveland got rid of uh, of Unger and Alex Mack, that really hurt him. But I don't think it hurts him in this game. Later on in the season, those two guys not being in the lineup for the Cleveland Browns 
that's uh, that's going to be too much for them, and they're not going to be able to recover from it. So that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking Browns in week number one. Remember, week number one is a lot of games that you can pick and pick the upsets and be and be somewhat right. Week number one is my favorite one to pick the upsets because sometimes they happen. So. Let's head on into the other games that are set up on the slate here. This is a game I don't want to talk about because I'm scared for my Jacksonville Jaguars. Those that know Sonny Clark knows he's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and knows that he sees the potential in this football team. But, folks, I'm still going back. And I'm the one saying that I don't like their head coach. Jacksonville needs an all-around coach. Now. That having been said, the talent is being able to pick up. It is getting better week in, week out. But I'm going to tell you, when I look at this football game, there is a quarterback that plays in this league by the name of Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, without question. But I'm going to tell you right now, as I look at this football game, and as much as I think and want Jaguars to win the Packers all they got to do is test the new secondary week number one they're going to find a lot of things that they can improve on remember the speed is much quicker than it was in the preseason okay Jacksonville has a new revamp you know secondary that includes a rookie Jalen Ramsey okay and really to be honest they're going to face probably their biggest test in their season opener with the Green Bay Packers coming to town. So that's a cute – I love the Jaguars. I want them to win. But you have Aaron Rodgers that are going to be looking down at that secondary, and they want to know what they can do. This whole situation at the – right there, Jordy Nelson – where does Jordy Nelson catch most of his balls? Going on crossing routes, right there in the middle of the secondary. Jordy Nelson's got to have big games here, guys. And the Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson connection is going to be big. It's going to be huge. You want to get in online, you can too. You want to talk to Sonny, you want to get in, make your points, 347-215-7497. You can call in, hit that number one button, and I'll bring, him in, bring you in. But – it's not just the fact that you can look at this game and say it's the Packers and the and the Jaguars. Because most people, got, well, it's Aaron Rodgers, but there's a reason why they are. So, and Ramsey is the reason why that the Jaguars have the, you know, optimism that they do. Florida State standout, the first defensive pack picked in the draft. And he's always been advertised to be the guy to make a big difference. But, and that's a big but, by the way, torn meniscus in July. Will he be ready to go physically and help in the run support? Because the Green Bay Packers are going to run the ball, too. This is not just going to be Aaron Rodgers. And we can look at all the positive that's going to be coming from the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. And they have reason to be definitely optimistic. But 
the fact of the matter is, is, is that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to score a lot in reality to win this game. A lot. And I don't know if they're capable of doing that. So we'll do this. Let's bring in the area code 412. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. And where are you calling from? It's your biggest fan from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania calling in. Ah, it is Steel City. Storm, how you doing, Steel City? Good. I hope you're right. I got Jordy Nelson and the Rogers on my fantasy team. I hope you're right. Hey, it, it, when, when you when you got the savior on the defensive, you know, team being the Jaguars, not being 100% for week number one, and, and you got Jordy Nelson where all he's going to do is catch the ball in the middle of the secondary, I, I think it's going to be a field day for your fantasy league. The Aaron Rodgers to Jordy Nelson connection is going to be huge this week. As long as Jordy's uh, health holds out, that's the only thing I was worried about. That is that is a question. I mean, and in reality, you know, that it will be the question, but who's more capable of finding receivers in reality? Although I love what's coming as far as Blake Bortles is concerned. I love Robinson. I love Hearns. But I think the Packers will be able to put enough pressure on him, and that's going to be huge for Blake Bortles. This is a big season for him to take that step up in maturity and what to do in pressure instead of making mistakes underneath pressure will he do the right thing by getting rid of the ball putting the ball down uh you know in the stands or you know in reality taking a sack when he just has to take the sack yeah well that's part of growing up in the nfl and uh, today's matchup you know it's important for if Green Bay gets out to that lead and forces Jacksonville to become one-dimensional, it's going to make it tough yes. on them, definitely. Huge, huge. You're right. You know, 4,428 yards passing for Bortles last year, okay? that And that, that was seventh, by the way, in the league at quarterback, but he was second with 35 touchdowns. But he led the league in the in the interceptions department with 18. So you you know he's going to throw one. Okay, you know he's going to throw one. That will it be at the critical time of the game that the Jaguars will need him not to do it, and will he go ahead and throw one, if not two, during the game? I want to pick the Jaguars to win this game. They're at home. Everything is set for the Jaguars to be better this year, but they couldn't get a worse week number one opponent to be able to flex their muscles in the uh, Packers there, Steel City. So, I mean – I, I can't, for the life of me, in good faith, my heart says Jaguars, but my brain is overpowering everything here, saying Aaron Rodgers and company. Now, it, while that's being said, okay, everything's going to be good there, but the defense is usually the thing that's lacking on the Packers' side of the football, and I think that Bortles will be able to pass the ball, but you know, will they be able to score enough is going to be the reason why I can't pick the Jaguars in this game. Who you got? Well, I would take the Packers, but I think it'll be closer than most people think, um, especially early. If uh, Jacksonville, like you said, can find success in the passing game, they're going to have to run the ball to be able to keep up. Jacksonville's defense, I think, is better than Green Bay's right now on paper. But just like you said, it's it's week one. We're just going to be finding out about all these teams. But, uh, you know, if he can, you know, uh, straighten out the interception thing and 
have a little bit of a running game uh, to set his pass up. It could be close. It could be yes. close. Very, but I have to it, take the Packers just based on what we know. Now, he committed, by the way, that being you, he said he was going to call in live when he heads out to those Pittsburgh Steelers games, um, which is wonderful. Thank you, by the way, for the commitment. But if you can't make it, we understand. That having been said, your Pittsburgh Steelers are on the road Monday night, the first game of the doubleheader on Monday night, taking on the Redskins. And, you know, I, I look at this game and we're going to just briefly talk about it since I got the guy from Pittsburgh on. We'll probably still talk about it Monday because I am doing a show on Monday. Um, that having been said, your Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I mean, what a great week one matchup in reality for this football team. Well, it's a good matchup because I feel that this is going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, I think the Steelers secondary is a question mark. I think their front seven has improved, but they lost their number one pick from a year or two ago, uh, Dupree. He's going to be out for eight weeks with a groin pull, so that definitely hurts. But the defensive line of the Steelers has greatly improved. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tewitt out of Notre Dame had a sensational year, and they're going to be strong. But the secondary is definitely question mark because they just made yes. a trade for the Cleveland Browns secondary. Uh, and then they got their number one pick, Artie Burns. It is a question mark. It has a little bit of experience, a little bit of youth. Um, but the Steelers' offense, uh, they're going to have to score a lot of points. And Kirk Cousins and company, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Pierre Garçon, and especially fantasy-wise, Jordan Reed's a huge play because Steelers' defense is famous for giving up a lot to tight ends, and he's a damn good one. So I expect a shootout down there Monday night. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm not going to give that away because we're going to talk about those games, but I will tell you this. As far as Washington is concerned, I might give it away a little bit when I make the statement. I think Kirk Cousins isn't the quarterback that everybody wants him to be. I think uh, he won meaningless games last year. They were able to slip into the playoffs by accident, guys. This wasn't because they were great on, on the football field, okay? If the Giants or the damn Cowboys could play football, okay, they wouldn't have even been in the discussion, but everybody's so bad in that division, someone has to come out of it. I think we're going to get a real you know, kind of come to Jesus. Uh, you, we're talking on Sunday morning, so we might as well get religious um, at the quarterback position for the Washington Redskins. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the great quarterback that everybody thinks that he is, or for that fact, you know, the free agency, you know, he got the franchise tag money that he got, or I, so I, I just, you know, I, you know, the Redskins, they're going to find out whether or not he's going to be the guy for the future. And I think week number well, he, one, they're going to find out it might not be. Go ahead. He is not going to have any excuses either because there's no mm-hmm. RG3 looking over his shoulder. Like you yep. said, he got the money. He has weapons, you know, around him, Jordan Reed, Deshaun Jackson. There's no excuses. I consider him just a really a, a possession-type, high-percentage passing quarterback. No, I wouldn't consider him franchise by no means. Is he, if he's a serviceable quarterback and they wrap it around what he can do for you, because I think everything you said is exactly right about this guy, you know, don't ask him to win the game, just manage it. 
let your yeah. uh, better players win the game. That's the type of court. He reminds me of a, a lower-priced Neil O'Donnell when he played with the Steelers. was not the greatest quarterback in the world. All he did was manage games and let the better players win it. He went to the Super Bowl with this guy, and he's not a household name. This is, reminds me of Cousins. That's exactly what you get with him. Yes, and I think you're right. And folks, so let me know, my co-host is on in the chat room. I'm going to be going back there and checking him out. He let me know he's there. Uh, he is a military man, so he might not be able to get in. So we're going to watch him. So um, a huge game on Monday night. We're going to talk about that game. We will be on air. Sonny Clark is not working on Monday. He's not working today. So we will be in full NFL mode here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Now, Cuervo, um, just to let everybody know where, where we are and who we've talked about, we talked about the Bills game uh, already. So I want you to throw out your prediction for the Bills game. We talked about Chicago Bears. We talked about uh, – so it's Buffalo and Baltimore, Chicago and Houston. We talked about Cincinnati and the Jets, Cleveland and Philadelphia. We talked about Green Bay and the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. We're just touching on in case Steel City has to bail. I wanted him to be able to at least talk about his Steelers as and he's a realist with his Steelers. He's not a homer. He's a homer to a point, but he also recognizes when the Steelers, such as that secondary, might be a problem against Washington. So I'm glad that you are you gonna be able to hang on with me, Steel City, or are you gonna have to bail? I'm gonna have to bail. I just wanted to chime in real quick and uh uh for all the teams in the AFC North, I hope they all lose. I'm yeah, being a Except one. All right. <laughs> There's my prediction. I, I understand right. it. And hey, it may happen. So Steel City Storm, he like I said, he's gonna check in on those home games. We're gonna have him we'll have the crowd noise and him at the same time. Cool. Thanks for doing that, by the way. Um if you forget though, or you get too busy or there's just too many, you know, things going on that your senses get drawn away from calling in, don't worry about it. We won't hold it against you, okay? Alrighty, sir. You have a good day. You betcha, Steel City Stormy. And folks, by the way, by the way, there's no, and out of all the people that I know, there's nobody that knows hockey better than Steel City Storm. He's the man. He knows what's going on. So um, I'm going to get the updates there. So we've talked about it. And just to let it know, um, Brian's going to be back here in a moment, just so that Cuervo can hear the craziness that Sonny has talked about here in this, in the, uh, Thing I for just to recap for and this is for Cuervo. I have the Buffalo Bills over the Baltimore Ravens, Houston over Chicago. Here's the upset. I have the Jets over the Cincinnati Bengals, and I got another upset. The Cleveland Browns will be one and zero after week number one against the Philadelphia Eagles. I have Green Bay over Jacksonville, so that means it's time to get on to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to cover them all that are being played on Sunday. Big time game. Minnesota Vikings taking on the Tennessee Titans. This game was so easy. As we were going into week one, because I think Teddy Bridgewater was going to be a possible MVP candidate. No Teddy Bridgewater. So the Vikings are going to Sean Hill. Now, folks that don't remember, before the Lions kept their quarterback 
standing up. There was a time when in Detroit that they could not keep their starting quarterback upright. And the guy that went in and filled in really well for him was Sean Hill. And at that point, this was about four to five years ago, that's when Sean Hill should have been able to be considered for a starting quarterback position in the NFL as he was somewhat successful. Matthew Stafford, at one point in his first three years of this league, could not stay healthy. Who went in? It went, it, it went in. Sean Hill was the man. Sean Hill was the guy that made the points and got them into position, and the defense is what let him down. Now he's in a familiar role as a backup, but he's actually starting the season out as the starter. Will Sam Bradford, you know, next week or the week after that, take over the starting position will be huge. But if you get a win against the Tennessee Titans, how Minnesota can go to Sam Bradford, even though what they gave up, they gave up some big time. They gave up a first rounder for Sam Bradford. So logic tells you that they're going to eventually have Sam Bradford in, but I'll tell you right now, Sean Hill gets the win in week number one against the Tennessee Titans. Guess what? He's going to be the starter in week number two, but if he don't, they'll be looking hard. And I mean really hard of bringing in Sam Bradford. So that is huge as this game is in Tennessee. Okay. But, if the you, you look you look at these kind of things, okay, and you look at the game and where they're coming in on, okay, you have a number one quarterback that's playing against the backup that I you know, but these teams are so bad, all of them. Minnesota is not so good because they don't have Teddy Bridgewater. Tennessee is a good football team. But they're mediocre, even with their quarterback. Okay, their their guy, their big guy, the one that is going to make the huge thing and put Tennessee back up on the map in the NFL. Okay, and they and and rightfully so. When you look at it from Tennessee's point, you got your franchise quarterback in the draft, and you got to be happy. With that pick, I'm sorry, I like Mariota. All right, I like for what type of quarterback he is. He is that stand up guy in the pocket, and he will take the hits and he can deliver the ball. And as he gets used to the NFL speed, this guy will be a good quarterback. The problem is that I don't think he's much better than Sean Hill right now. And Minnesota has an outstanding defense. Their defense is huge, guys, in Minnesota, and they love Teddy Bridgewater. But you, you look at the coaching that goes on in this football team, and I'm talking about Minnesota. The coaching is much better in Minnesota, and they have a big-time focus on the defensive side of the ball. So you look at all of those intangibles into this game, now, now, granted, okay, Mariota should be a little bit more, but I don't like the coaching staff over there. Mike Malarkey, Mike Malarkey, he's full of malarkey. I don't like this guy as a head coach. 
There was lots of uh, hoorays for Hollywood, as I call it, in the preseason for the Tennessee Titans. Everybody happy. They think they got a big-time blockbuster year coming their way. And in the division, why not think that way? I get it. They're in the south of the AFC, okay? If the Colts aren't any good, man, flip a coin. So the Titans, you know, by the way, Minnesota's preseason was god-awful. But I don't worry about the Minnesota Vikings, obviously, except the, the quarterback position. And I expect the defense to be much, much better. Now, yeah, then the fact that even though they don't have the quarterback, then you got to figure out what you're going to do with Adrian Peterson if you're Tennessee. How are you going to stop this guy? Now, he may not be the Adrian Peterson of old, okay, but he can run on this defense. In fact, I expect a big game out of AP. And if the Tennessee Titans don't focus in on that and stopping AP, that should be their number one thing going into this game, more so than their quarterback making the big moves out on the foot. That defense for Tennessee had better be ready to go. And without Teddy Bridgewater, who, by the way, is a phenomenal football player, and I thought was going to be a consideration for the MVP, in fact, took away my Super Bowl pick at the quarterback, or, you know, for the uh, NFC. I had Minnesota and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But without Teddy Bridgewater, that job doesn't get done. So now... They don't have their superstar in Minnesota, but the question is, you look at all the intangibles of what's going on in Tennessee, there's just too many problems in Tennessee right now. So that's going to be huge. I'm going to go into the – so – just to let everybody know, I have Minnesota winning this football game, and it obviously is because of that defense and what's going on there. All right. Now, I want to go to my co-host who can't call in. Buffalo, Baltimore. Sonny's Buffalo offense is not impressed me at all. Joe Flacco looks like he's on a man on a mission. I get it. People are writing him off because of his injury. I'm not writing him off because of his injury. In this game, you weren't here, but – Rex Ryan's on the other side of the football field. Ed Reed is an assistant coach with the Jets now. Um, If anybody can get the win in week number one against this team, I think it could be that. That's one of the reasons why I'm there. Um, So um, Cuervo, he has the Ravens in week number one. Chicago and Houston, the Bears. He says, the Bears are going to lose. And I and I can't blame him for picking that way. Um, and so you, you look at it. He says he loves his team in in, uh, in two of the preseason games, but the Bears' first team offense put up a big fat goose egg in two games. And you're right when when you're in the preseason, you can't score in two of the preseason games. Woo! You got something to worry about. And Cuervo's right. So um, that having been said. He says the Bears are going to be 0-1 after this game. very, And so that is huge. You're right. Houston, he says, look, Houston looks very good on offense. And he hates to say it, 0-1 for his Bears. Also, he moves on. Jets, Cincinnati. He says he can't wait to see this game. It's going to be a great wide receiver battle of A.J. Green and Brandon Marshall. He can't wait to see how Forte does as a Jets. 
He says Dalton starts shaky, regains his composure, but it's going to be too late. It's Jets, 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 the J-E-T, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I got the Jets as well. So, and uh, so Green Bay at Jacksonville, another good one. This is what Cuervo says. He says this is going to be a good one, great measure of how good the Jags can potentially be for this year. But I think the Jags will keep it close. But Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Packs win. And um, let's see. Uh, I, uh, now he's going to go rinse his mouth out. Uh, so now the Cleveland-Philadelphia, he says Eagles will win. That's it. I, I'm, I'm just going to say experience at the quarterback position. The rest of them, they wash. So we'll see what happens. Um, is that, I bet that was tough for him. That was tough for him to say the Packers are going to win. I get it. I understand. That's that's hardcore NFC North love. So it's there. So um, back to uh, back to this game, Vikings uh, Tennessee. I'll find out what uh, he has to say about this game. But it is it's it's a an interesting game for Minnesota to start off with with Mariota. If, they, if they're going to get to Mariota, they're going to tear him up. I mean, they they will get to him big time. The offensive line for the Tennessee Titans is not just bad; it's got awful. I'm, I'm sorry. I've seen it in play, and even the backups are bad. And if one the starter go, goes down, it's going to even get worse. So when I look at Tennessee, I can't find the love, especially against Minnesota. Bridgewater, I wouldn't have even talked about this game in reality if it wasn't for the fact that Bridgewater wasn't in the game. So that having been said, of course, that's what the name of this show is. We're going to get and move on to the next game that's up on. Well, hold on. Let me see if uh, Cuervo has his notes in here from this one. Here he is. Minnesota, Tennessee. Sean Hill? Really? So why did they trade for Sam Bradford again? Okay, fine. AP all day. Minnesota wins simply because they're the better team. Vikes take this one. I agree. And Bradford just don't know the playbook. I, I think that. Sean Hill wins this game, by the way, if. Sean Hill wins this game. He's going to be a starter in week number two. You can't take the guy out there in week number one and take him out of the game just because you got Sam Bradford, who supposedly has better pedigree after Sean Hill wins the game. So after the first loss is when we're going to see Bradford. And I will tell you straight out, if some way Minnesota can go in the first four games, three and one, we won't see Brad Fat, uh, uh, Sam Bradford at the quarterback position. There will have to be something drastically happen in order for that to happen if Minnesota goes 3-1 and one in the first four games. So that's going to be huge. All right, next game up on Slay here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said, and we're going to take a look at the next one up on route here. And a game that I think, I, I think this, I, I'm going to pick a blowout. I'm going to pick a blowout. And all of the Raider fans are going to hate me. And, and here's the main thing. You've got the Oakland Raiders heading into New Orleans. Drew Brees week number one, I think, has a big game. The reason why I think it is, it's week number one. Week number two for the Saints, I think they have a halfway decent game with Drew Brees. Because it's week number two. At week number three, when the speed of this game gets back into it and Drew Brees' arm can't keep up, 
that's when I'll talk about how bad the Saints will be. But week number one with Drew Brees, where everybody's, you know, beginning to push the gas pedal to get it to the speed that is going to be there. Give me Drew Brees in this game. Drew Brees is going to have a big game. And this game, Raiders also, they got to do the flying. I'm not falling for this. Oh, you know, they had to fly. Oh, boo-hoo. I'm tired of hearing that. They get to the they get to the games a day or two before. Oh, if they're just so tired, they're so jet lagged. Go 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 to sleep. Go to bed at seven at night and wake up. Get twelve hours of sleep and stop with the belly ache. I'm so sick of hearing about that. But it is what it is. Sean Payton, Drew Brees. They've won a Super Bowl. What have the Raiders done? Now. The Raiders have revamped at their head coaching position. They revamped at their quarterback position. They revamped as they signed their big guy, Crabtree, at the wide receivers. Well, I mentioned a coach. I mentioned a quarterback. I mentioned another offensive player. They got one of the best centers in the league. I haven't mentioned anything about the defense. I don't know. I, there's something that tells me that as much as I like the Oakland Raiders, and I do, I like them, and the defensive coach, that's Jack Del Rio, it's the only part about the defense that I mentioned. It's just a revamp at the coaching position. The only thing that when I look at the Raiders coming into this game, okay, this game's not Necessarily important for the Raiders. Out of the out of conference game, NFC. This game is big for the Raiders for a win. If they get the win, that's always huge. But if they lose this game, it's not gonna affect them when they are figuring out a tiebreaker if the Raiders are playoff bound, if the Raiders don't win the division, if they are trying to make their way for a wild card. This game is not as huge as if they were playing an AFC football team. And with all the expectations of what's coming on as far as Oakland is concerned, we even have Tarvin, I think, if I'm not mistaken, winning this division. If not Cuervo, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think he, Cuervo has that. Cuervo, let me know if you picked him. I, I just don't have those things in front of me. Peyton has enlisted Dennis Allen to run his defense now. Okay. Guess who that? But guess what? Okay. Since Peyton has Dennis Allen, Allen, who was McKenzie's first choice as a head coach to hire in Oakland, who knows him better? There's a lot of things to take a look at this in this game. I, I like it. Raiders haven't made the playoffs since 2003. They finished with a record of 7-9, and nine, a respectful, by the way, 7-9, and nine, okay? And there's more optimism in Raiderville, okay? When they got third-year third man, Carr at the quarterback, throwing to Amari Cooper, offense looks like it, you know, is hitting full strike going into week one, but... That's where you fall in love with the preseason and everybody doesn't look at your team. 
Look too much at the preseason. You got to remember Breeze is the beloved quarterback for the Saints. They're playing at home, okay? And talk about the, you know, big time money this guy gets as well. A two year extension. The contract is going to keep him in New Orleans and pay him a $44 million in two years. But. The Raiders' defense behind the offensive line is what you got to look at it and worry about a little bit. The Raiders' defense is right now could be considered the most explosive defense as far as players on the field on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. All you got to do is take a look at Khalil Mack. The first round selection in 2014 for that football team. All pro votes in two positions last year. So there's a lot of things that you can... I, I see why people want to pick the Raiders in this game. I do. I see why people want to pick this game and they pick the Raiders. I get it. Here's what Cuervo says. New Orleans, Oakland. Nothing like an old-fashioned shootout in week number one. My concern with the Saints Saints is number one, their wide receiver core. Good point. I I was going to get to that. Um, Do they still have players on the defense that can make plays? Okay. Now he says, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. He likes the Raiders, okay? And he says it's the uh, uh, sleeper pick for the defensive player of the year is Khalil Mack, and I, you know, I can't argue with that. I, I, you know, when you take a look at it, you got to ask yourself the question. When you're making the decision to pick a game, and you got to look at teams, and you got to look at, uh, you know, certain. Oh, how do you say it? Certain standpoints of a game, okay? And make a decision whether or not they're good enough. That That's where, I, I don't know. Are they good enough? And I, I just, I just can't, I just don't see it. I, I mean, I do like what Oakland is being able to bring to football games to, this year. I do like them. And I've got a little of excitement for the Oakland Raiders. I do. But what I don't have hope is is that they're flying across the country, even though I don't think it's an excuse. Everybody lives on it. But Drew Drew Brees, week number one arm in New Orleans, I I just it's hard to take a look at that and say, listen, we got to go ahead and pick Oakland. Give me an NFL. Super Bowl MVP over a young quarterback any day of the week and then let me and then let's make a decision. And when I look at it, even though the defense is gonna be a problem, and like Cuervo said, this might be a shootout. I think the shootout is with your quarterbacks and right now, this year, who would you rather have? Some people would like to have Carr. Some people would like to have 
Drew Brees. I only want Drew Brees in week number one, week number two of the NFL season. After that, I'd take Carr. This is just a bad week for them to meet up. Now, whether or not that, that ends up happening and being a good thing, that's that will be the question. But, you know, it, it's really it's really tough. Also, I look at this football game as far as where Oakland is, wants to see themselves in a couple of years. This could be a good stepping stone for them to be good. The line on this game is negative one for Oakland. That means Oakland's got to give the Breeze Saints one point. One point line in this game. Wow. I, I, that I find amazing. I, I do find amazing. So that being said, of course, the name of the show, we're going to take a look at another game here before we go into break. No, mark that. Actually, where we are, we need to take a break. So I'm going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Okay? And for my locals, thank you very much for giving us a listen. I know we're getting lots of listens because when we go to the game on Friday night, and we start talking to some of the people that are out there. They're, they're saying, man, we heard your show on, on Sunday. So not only are they listening to the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team when we do our coverage each and every week, they're listening to Sunday morning. So that being said, we got to do that. Which, by the way, also, I got to make sure I do this one because it's a lawyer. So I got to get his, <laughs> I gotta get his uh, play or he's going to sue me. Here's the... This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlett have depended on us for over 25 years. So go ahead, contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. 
serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance and save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. However, our coverage of Rowlett Eagles varsity football continues on Friday as your Eagles, who are 3-0, take on Fossil Ridge on Friday night, 7 o'clock kick. Big, big game. Because the Eagles get this victory, they go into district. I think they sweep district. If they lose the game, it'll be against Saxe and Friday. That's it. That's how much I look at these Rowlett Eagles think they're going to win. Those that are listening, hey, though my lopes are walking up and telling me that I'm crazy when I'm picking the NFL when we're talking NFL here on Sunday. So my lopes are listening to this show as well, which is awesome, by the way. And we'd like to thank our sponsors because our sponsors who... They go ahead, they sponsor the Raleigh Eagles varsity football and basketball team. They get their stuff played in this one. Thank you very much for the sponsorship here that we are doing, and we are enjoying NFL and getting ready. You know, around the holiday times, kicking into basketball for the holiday tournaments, we're going to try. We didn't promise them. We're going to try to bring you some of those games. That's going to be exciting for me. I'm looking forward to that. I want to see some games. I wanna, I'm looking forward to basketball. 
And if truth be known, Sonny likes to call basketball better than football, but we do a good job on football as well. That being said, here we are. It is Sunday morning. That being said, we are talking NFL and week number one. There's lots of teams out there that feel really good about their season. Every team really should feel good about their first week game and the potential that it can vary. But there's a game that we're going to talk about right now. It's probably the biggest game in the franchise for the last five years. Six years, maybe six. The San Diego Superchargers head to Kansas City. This is a tough one, guys. This is an AFC West battle, week number one, and it is so important for both of these football teams to get out to a good start, but it's more important for the Chargers. This Charger team has been dropping the ball for the last six years, and with their franchise quarterback, that being, of course, Phillip Rivers, there should be no excuse for this, none. So the Chargers, they go on the road for a week one tilt right in the division. The Chiefs swept the Chargers last year, winning both games. The weather is supposed to be better than the last two because they were bad. But it is Arrowhead Stadium. Man, it's hard to get a victory out of Arrowhead Stadium. If you're a football team, it don't matter what team. You're going into really, really, really enemy territory when you go there. Now, the Chiefs, they're going to depend upon their guy at the running back. But guess what? They lost him after the first And this is a team that couldn't win a game with their running back, Jamal Charles. And then they go on after he gets injured with the ACL. They just go on and just start winning games and winning games and just winning games. And, and as much as I hate to admit the fact that I think that Andy Reid just needed a change of scenery to be a good coach. I just thought he was washed up. I was, I was, that one's tough. I was wrong. Andy Reid, for the last three years, last two in this one, I'm, I'm telling you, Andy Reid needed a change in scenery. Andy Reid didn't lose his ability to coach. Andy Reid lost the ability in his players to play for him. Now, that one's a tough one for me to admit because I, I thought it was washed. And you can say whatever you want. When you have Andy Reid... At your, at your head coaching position just makes you much better. And the reason being is because we talked about it when we talked about the AFC West, when we talked about the coaching, is that Andy Reid isn't going to ask you to do more than he knows you can do. That means keep Alex Smith from throwing the ball past 30 yards in the air. That means have a running game, even though – your number one runner is not going to be in the game. We're talking about Jamal Charles. He's not ready to go yet. So 
Reed's saying he's he's probably not going to play, and he said that on Friday. That pretty much means he's out. Now, the Chiefs kept four running backs on their 53-man roster because Charles is ailing still, okay? They have. Now, you probably never heard of these guys, okay? They got two guys out there in Chadrick West and Spencer Ware. They combined for 1,037 yards and 10 touchdowns after the fourth game when Charles went down. So, where's looking like he's going to be the starter for the football team? Uh, they, they'll bring West in there when he's available or when they need some, some air. And Andy Reid's already said that they're both going to play. There's some personnel groupings that looks better for uh, where more so than uh, more so than um, I think uh, it's uh, uh, West. So they're going to be huge. Also, Davis running the football that is huge for them too. The Chargers know they got a new look defense. Okay, that should be good against the run. First-round draft pick in the 2016 draft, Joey Bosa. Defensive uh, lineman as well. Um, Their defense is getting good, but Bosa pushes them up to a different level. He had his leg wrapped, okay? So they're they're saying he's not supposed to play, but... Just the fact that they know this guy's going to be back. that That's the shot in the arm for this football team, especially defensively. Now, the Chargers, they are, listen, they, they couldn't get pressure on the quarterback last year to save their life. Bosa, that was why he was picked up. Melvin Ingram, as well as Zachu and Emmanuel, they're going to be rushing from the edges. These guys, I think, I think they're huge. They picked up, I mean, and over on the right-hand side, I'm not a believer a believer in Mitchell Schwartz. I'm not. I watched a little bit of some of the rushes where the Kansas City Chiefs needed to have a big-time block on that side, and it didn't happen very – or it didn't happen very well. Chargers and their quarterback, they've never really lacked confidence, but they just can't get the win. 4-12 last year. And I think this is the last year for Rivers to be the man, even though he signs up the big contract to keep him, because they are in the position sort of like the uh, Cowboys. Who are you going to get in free agency if you don't have Tony Romo? Now they have their backup quarterback, of course, but that's what I'm saying. Ken Wisenhunt back protecting Rivers. Melvin Gordon. Running the football. I, everything right there, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I love the fact he is going to be right there. I, I've got, I got another upset here. I don't think the Chargers are actually set to win this game at all. So let's see what Cuervo says. Oh, he didn't put it up there. He's logged out. So he, he had to go away. But that's my pick. I'm going Chargers. And the Chargers need this game in week number one if they are going to have any say in this division, he has to be there. So whether or not you think a guy is able to make big plays that, and and let's be honest, Carson, uh, um, 
Philip Rivers has got to be a guy that's got to make plays now. He's got to be a guy that's going to do it. And if you don't do it this season, it could be something that is huge for the Chargers. Without Jamal Charles, even though – just slow it down, though. Even though they they fill in very well, I think Jamal Charles is still a guy that, that when he's in the lineup, your team feels more confident. So watch out. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. We we will see if the Chargers can bounce back this year because I kind of picked them second in this division to bounce back. And I hope they prove me right. And this is a game that is vital for them if they want to move forward, if they want to be that good football team, if they want to make a difference week in, week out. It's got to start with week number one with the Chargers. And I don't know if it's the right thing to think that they can get the job done. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show here. Let's head on to our next game that we have up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is Sunday morning. It is that being said. This is, this is a game that I, I really don't think is going to be a fun game to watch. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Atlanta Falcons. Not, I'm not impressed by this game. Tampa Bay, you know, wins the second year. Second season, sophomore slump could be quite possible there. And who knows about Matt Ryan? I mean, we're talking that, uh, two quarterbacks, I think, that are have to be huge, huge, huge. Ryan's entering his fourth year of a five-year, $103 million guaranteed contract from Atlanta. Okay, and the Falcons... Haven't been to an NFC championship game since 2012, and they've been 18 and 30 since. Four thousand yards in five consecutive seasons, but he's also coming off a campaign where he threw at least touchdowns in his career, and that's 21. And the second most interceptions in his eight-year career at 16, one a game. He's got it, and I'll tell you right now, if this guy can't deliver the ball and instead of throwing the interceptions, bad passes all over, the, we might be see the end of Matt Ryan in Atlanta, where Atlanta might go ahead and uh, he got the nickname Matty Ice. Well, the, the ice is melting, okay? And he needs a refreeze. Because what he's showing now thawed down to where he's at right now, he's not impressive. But here's the problem. New season, new attitude, week one in Atlanta. I I, I don't know. Atlanta was 8-8 eight eight last year. Winston, last year, 4,042 yards, 22 touchdowns as a rookie. That's damn impressive. And Dirk Cotter is one of the reasons why I can't trust this guy. He was there last year, okay? 
it's going to be the same offense. I, you know, Dirk Cotter's not going to do anything different from last year. And Dirk Cotter has successful seasons when they don't know what's coming to him, but now they do. And I'm going to tell you, I don't like picking a game because of coaches and be that be the only reason. When Dirk Cotter's the head coach, offensive coordinator, I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a tough game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win because all you got to do is go back and look at film, and you know what's coming your way. He's the most predictable offensive coordinator in the NFL. I've been saying it for years. First year, everywhere he went, fine. After that, everybody knows him. Defensive coordinators know what Dirk Cotter's going to do in the second year before Dirk Cotter knows what he's going to do. And then you got the fact that Winston is your leader at the quarterback position at such a young age. Now, defensively in the offseason, they pick up defensive end Ayers, nine and a half sacks with the Giants last year. Brent Grimes from Miami, that was a great pickup for him. I I think that's going to be huge. Four interceptions with Miami. And then you have McCoy, who had eight and a half sacks. I, I mean, I look at it, and, and I, I like what we're getting there. But the Falcons, Julio Jones, he's still – how these guys are still bothered with an injury, especially an ankle? And they didn't protect him in the preseason, and they got an injury. I, you know, that's their own damn fault. First, first of all, if, if you're Atlanta – and you're playing Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, the guys that are going to be 80% responsible for winning football games for you, even playing in the, in, in the preseason, stupid. Matt Ryan doesn't need a preseason game, neither does Julio Jones. So it's all their own fault. But he's coming off a year, 136 receptions, 1,800 yards. And eight touchdowns. Guys, that's not good. That's great. He's averaging 1,200. He's averaging 100. Now all they got to do is get him the ball into the end zone instead of in between the 20s. I don't know. Just huge stuff there. Atlanta also. Dwight Freeney, eight sacks with Arizona last year. He was brought in. I like Dwight Freeney. And then you have Desmond Trafant. I just like the personnel more so for Atlanta than I do for the Buccaneers. Although I like what the Buccaneers did in the off in the off season to get better defensively. This is going to be a good game. Not only that, when you look at this, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big game. Both in the NFC South. And regardless who wins this game, the loser's behind the eight ball to start off the season. That's why I love week number one, division matchups. And that's what we got here. Last year, it's done and over. New year. And whether or not 
that the Buccaneers can beat Atlanta will be the question uh, is this huge. So I have Atlanta at home, revamped season, and ready to go against a Buccaneer team with a head coach who is so predictable that it gets ugly and you can't even watch the game. And that's what's going to happen this year. I, I just I, I look at I just look at Tampa Bay, and I want Tampa Bay to be a good football team. By the way, folks, I just don't think it's going to happen for them. So I go ahead. I'm taking Atlanta at home. Not going to be a pretty game to watch. Will we see it on Red Zone? I don't know. Next game up here on the Couch Davis Sports Show, as we're going to cover them all here in the next 45 minutes. I'll. Kind of move on a little bit quicker. The Miami Dolphins and Seattle Seahawks. I'm sorry. As much as I hate the Seahawks, as much as I don't like this team at all, one matchup for Seattle. And great week one for Seattle to start off in the NFC West and have the lead for one day. Maybe if Arizona does beat the Patriots, we'll talk about that tomorrow as it already looks like Tarvin thinks that the uh, Patriots aren't going to win. We'll break it down a little bit more on Monday. We will be on air in the afternoon, Monday afternoon. So we can talk about the two games. We'll talk about what we saw here in today's Sunday's games. And we'll do that on Monday. Adam Gase now, big-time test for him as the new head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Is he going to get out of the gate quick? I just don't see it as much as I love what's going on there. I think Miami is going to be good in two or three years. I do. I I think they're just making some good moves out on the football field and personnel-wise that are going to make them better. And not only this, the game's going to be 70 degrees up in Seattle. That's great. Football weather, not too hot, not too cold, kind of like right there. But it's all about defense when you talk Seattle. Led the league in points allowed each of the last two seasons. And Gase has a history of elevating the plays of quarterbacks, though. So will Ryan Tannehill be the most comfortable that he has run the football team this year compared to last year's. I don't know. This is the year Ryan Tannehill has to become a quarterback. But the offensive line is going to be huge for this football team. And they're not good. So you've got the question of the offensive line and then Tannehill's ability, he's not productive in the red zone. It's like golf. You drive for show, in between the 20s, driving for show. You putt for dough. That's the red zone. And whether or not stadiums, crowds have something to do with it, you're going into a stadium that is loud as hell. And that's Seattle. But as much as I like picking up sets because I like, I just can't find where the Dolphins can expect, even though they got Arian Foster in the backfield and his versatility to be a receiver on third down. I just don't see how Seattle, who led the league in the rushing defense as well last year, how they're going to be able to do it. Even with 
uh, healthy. And, and, and there's always a question whether or not Adrian uh, Foster is always healthy. Even though he says he's healthy, we, we just don't know. So, and then, then you throw up on the fact that you got a guy on the other side of the football field. And as much as I like Russell Wilson, this is a game where he can just manage the game and win. He doesn't have to be a superstar that he is in order for the, the Seattle Seahawks to get the win. He doesn't. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, it's just a fact. So, when I look at it, during the season, Seattle's offensive line, very good. I don't, I don't see why not. They, they got a bunch of guys in the first, second round starting on that offensive line. What do you do? Protect your quarterback. What do you do? How do you do that? You get an offensive line. And Seattle's done that. They've missed on some. They let Carpenter go. Okong, that guy can't stay out on the football field. He's gone. They still got a pretty good offensive line. Now, the defensive linemen, Sue, Cam Wake, and um, uh, Mario Williams all come to play here. And whether or not they've uh, got the chemistry together right now will be huge. My heart says Miami, but my brain has to take over here. And see that Seattle is just the better team because of whatever happens. By the way, offensive line Tom Cable, this guy can't catch a job because of what, you know, the domestic violence stuff. He's the best offensive line coach in the NFL. So you, you take a look at that. They got a converted tight end, a Gilman, uh, Webb, a rookie, um, and I can't pronounce the guy guy's name, a Choco. A Cho- Let's see, uh, the hammer, uh, whatever, at guard. He's good, by the way. His second-round draft pick. Um, then uh, center, uh, Justin Br- uh, Britt. So, you know, lots of guys out there, experience everywhere. Better quarterback is in Seattle. So a lot of things going up against Seattle for them not to be able to get the victory there. So I have Seattle, and I actually have them big, but I want Miami to win. I just want it on record. I want Miami to win. I just know that they won't. Next game up, the Detroit Lions without, gosh, I can't believe we're going to say without Calvin Johnson. Take the trip to Indianapolis. And Indianapolis is a team that should win the AFC South, but that's it will depend upon one player. And that is my only problem when I look at football teams, okay? And I take a look at guys. All they have is their quarterback. And you can say whatever you want about Andrew Luck. It's going to be a concern all year long. Is he ready to go? We'll find out in week number one at home. He missed nine games last season, including the last seven. Lacerated kidney, partially torn abdominal muscle. That game, I think, that happened against the Broncos. The Colts went four and three down the stretch without luck in the lineup. But last year is a totally different team than this year, okay? So Luck is back, and he's going to start. We'll find out about injuries. 
He was reportedly, quote-unquote, limited at practice with a shoulder injury. Luck missed two games last season with a shoulder injury. And the coaches are downplaying this injury, even though it's on the uh, injury report. So the fans are heading into week number one expecting a healthier Andrew Luck, but is he healthy? Vontae Davis, out. Pat Robinson, out. Brown, out. There are a lot of players not playing for this football team. And how about this? Tavon Mitchell, out. So the chances to be able to figure out whether or not this team is going to be good can't happen because of injuries and what they can be. But those injuries, this is week number one, AFC, NFC. It's a, it's a game as far as records you want, but the fact of the matter is this game is not going to come into play if they do well in the AFC. This would be a tiebreaker game So where if Jacksonville, Tennessee, as well as Houston beat them being the Lions. This is a game Indianapolis can afford to lose. And here's another thing. I just, I just want to put it out there. Another big thing about this game. If you don't see Andrew Luck playing well, how long do you keep him in the lineup? And if you decide to keep him in your lineup, is that a good thing for you? And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it is. I think it's a bad thing. You don't keep Andrew Luck in there if he's not having success. Because sooner or later, if you need that backup quarterback, you need somebody to go in there and make a difference immediately. So, that's the Colts. Now, when you go to the Lions... They have their own concerns, too. They're 7-9 last season, missing the playoffs again. Calvin Johnson retired last season. He played all nine games with the Lions, teamed up with Stafford, and now he's not here. Why did he hang up his cleats? Megatron's gone. And I'm going to tell you I think it's more about the, than injuries than anything. I think injuries play a big, 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 big part of it. But I think he's actually placing blame on somebody by not playing in the NFL. That's right, folks. I'm going to hear people say a couple of things. And I'm going to tell you right now, Calvin Johnson retired because of Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is one of the reasons why this guy got hurt a lot. Sometimes the passes weren't where they needed to be. And just because he threw for 4,500 yards, one time 5,000, okay, he's throwing the football. But as far as putting Calvin Johnson in a very dangerous place, I think he did. I think Matthew Stafford is the reason why Calvin Johnson is not a Detroit Lion today. Not because... Calvin Johnson wanted to retire. He retired because of injuries. And I'm going to tell you right now, 80% of those injuries were caused by Matthew Stafford, not getting the ball in the correct spot. And he had to be Megatron to make the catches. He had to be the superstar to make the catches. 
they had to go at where now in the corners in the in in the end zones that's what he's supposed to do but bad passes putting him in a lot of bad areas to be hurt that's why i think he retired i think if matthew stafford wasn't the quarterback of this team i honestly believe we would see megatron in the lineup oh and gosh and I was about ready to go to Tarvin. He just dropped off me. I hope he calls back because I was pushing the button to bring it to him. But when I look at today's game, there's one thing. Forget about Johnson retiring. Forget about it. There's one reason why I don't like the Detroit Lions. And it's because this team in their front office dropped the ball. By not firing their head coach. I can't believe Jim Caldwell is still the coach of this football team. After Calvin Johnson retired, I think they almost had to stay there. But I'm going to tell you right now. There is big time stink on the backup quarterback here. The Lions, Dan Ochowski, okay, was getting a lot of looks, and the Lions weren't going to get rid of him. Why? I mean, there were some big offers coming for the backup quarterback, and they didn't go for it. Why? I'm worried about Matthew Stafford. I'm worried there's an injury situation that we got to look at. So, regardless who's going to line up, the Lions got to go out there and they got to play football. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see how the Lions win this football game more so. The, more, more so, it's beyond Calvin Johnson. It's, I think there's a lot of things going on up in Detroit, and I think it starts with the head coach. Cuervo and I have mentioned many times, many times, that this guy is a soft coach. And out of all the teams this guy could have been the head coach for, and, and it had meanness, toughness, grittiness. And you bring Caldwell in to coach this football team. Sick. And and he he is the biggest cream puff as a head coach in the NFL. We got two more games that we're going to talk about here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And we're going to do that after we go into break and our final break of the day. And again, our sponsors, awesome. Thank you very much for coming in to play with us. Thanks for trusting us. Thanks for coming out and talking to us. Thanks for being the the team players that you are in sponsorship. We're going to take our quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We've got two games to talk about. The Sunday night games. New England and Arizona is the late one. And then the early one, New York Giants and Dallas. We'll talk about them last for our Lokes. Keep them hanging on. And we'll do that after a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, your Rowlett Eagles radio network, as well as home. So that being said, on Sunday morning, we'll be right back. Here's another tip for a healthier you from Fit Body Boot Camp. One of the best things you can do for a healthier you is to instill yourself a love of water rather than sugary drinks. 
Soda pop and juices are filled with empty calories that encourage weight gain. The easiest way to do that is to stock your house with lots of bottled water or filtered water. Don't even have the soda pop readily available, so you'll grow a custom of only drinking water. This has been another healthy tip from Mark Hall and Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. Give them a call at 214-888-2844 or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. Come into El Central Mexican Restaurant in downtown Rowlett for our comfortable small-town ambiance that is a great getaway from the typical Mexican dine-in restaurant that you might expect in the Dallas area. Did someone say specials? At El Centro Mexican Restaurants on Tuesday night, they have six dinners for $5.95. And don't forget about Fajita Night Wednesdays, where every order is a dollar off. That's at El Centro Mexican Restaurant in downtown Rowlett, 214-227-5096. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you. Ready, set, 
welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Sonny Clark coming to you on a Sunday morning. That being said, your Rowlett Eagles in action Friday night taking on Fossil Ridge. You hear the coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show, 347-215-7497, as well as www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagles Sports. Your Rowlett Eagles are 3-0 and going into the season and getting ready for district play. But we are talking the NFL. We're talking Sunday night football. And I'm doing this on purpose. I'm keeping Dallas Cowboys so we can hold on and talk about it. Patriots in the Arizona Cardinals should be a good game. Jimmy Garoppolo. Starting the first four games for the now suspended Tom Brady. We can sit and talk about the stupidity of that move by Roger Goodell in the NFL all day long. We won't do it today. But it's just the way it is. And the reason why I'm picking the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl, do you know how much four games means to a quarterback? I mean, really. Tom Brady is going to sit the first four games of this season. And it can't be any better for any team to lose their starting quarterback more so than the Patriots. Why? Because when you have, when you're the Patriots, okay, When you are the Patriots, you've got six games within division that are dogfights. Those six games take a toll on an NFL football team. But here's the huge thing. The only game that's really, really, really tough, I I would think, is week number one against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, they got a tough game against the Bills. In week number four. But they get the Dolphins and Texans. All winnable games even with Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position. Grueling games against an Arizona defense that's going to be all over Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you have two division games, Dolphins, Bills, and the Texans defense that if J.J. Watts is 75% or better going to be all over Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position. So all those hits within the four first four games is the reason why Tom Brady, he will enter week number five, play against the Browns, for God's sake, tear them up in Cleveland to come back home against the Bengals and uh, the Bengals, Steelers, then Bills again. They get the Bills in consecutive months, October 2nd, then turn around and play him again October 30th, twice in one month. 
huge. And those are division games. So if the Patriots get the victory in week number one, or week number four against the Bills with Jimmy Garoppolo, how cool is that if you are a Tom Brady head coach Say whatever you want about him, and people hate this guy. And I get it. I understand. People hate successful people when it comes to sports. I do. I'll admit it. When you look at the schedule, it just works out so good for Tom Brady and company. And whether or not you think Tom Brady is the best that ever played the game, I, I, I'm, I, you know, my dad. Says Bart Starr is the best quarterback to ever played this game, and, and, and I, I want or Johnny Unitas. I'm sorry, and and, and I I want to go with it, but I'm going to tell you right now, close second, Tom Brady, the best to ever played this game. I'll respect my dad because he actually watched this guy, and so, but Tom Brady's number two, and folks hate Bill Belichick, and I get him. I know why. Look at the success this guy has had as the head coach of an, of an NFL football team. It's amazing. And just, just to let everybody know, okay, you're talking about a football team, okay, that came in existence back in 1960. You, yeah, all right, so since 1960, so when Parcells took over this team in 93 and Pete Carroll, you know, had a, had a shot at it from 97 to 99, since then, it's been all Bill Belichick. I want you to listen to this record. It's pretty uh, – it, it, unbelievable. Listen to this. Under Bill Belichick, the Patriots are 256 and 187. He's got a winning percentage of 73%. That means usually they win three out of four games regardless. In the playoffs, this football team is hard to it, it's hard to hard to beat them. 31 and 22. Or, or mark that. 31 games. They're 22 and nine. Sorry about that. They're 22 and nine. And back, uh, and, and his record is 187 and 69. So, sorry, I, I was looking at the wrong line there. Those numbers are so freaking impressive. No wonder people hate Bill Belichick. AP Coach of the Year, 2003, 7 and 10. Sporting News NFL Coach in 2003. Pro Football Weekly NFL Coach 2003, Maxwell Football Club NFL Coach of the Year 2007, Super Bowl Champions 2001, 2003, 2004, 2014, AFC Champions since he took over this team, 2001, 2002, 2004, 2007, 2011, and 2014. Oh, and by the way, only missed the playoffs once since he's been the head coach of this football team since 2000. People hate success. But week number one, these Patriots, take, take all that away. We're going to find out if he's a good coach. 
Tarvin and I already know thinks the Arizona Cardinals are going to win this football game. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm picking the Patriots. And I'm picking the Patriots in this game because of the fact they don't have to have this game to win. They don't need to win this football game. In fact, they're throwing this game away. And if they ain't got to win, how much better does Bill Belichick look as a head coach? Listen, this football team is not expecting to win the football game. They're going into it, and this is the reason why Bill Belichick is the best coach. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have any inside additions or anything. This is what I'm just thinking my impressions are. Belichick looked at the first four weeks of the season, and he said, we're going to lose against Arizona. We're going to beat the Dolphins. We're going to beat the Texans. Then we're in a dogfight against the Buffalo Bills. And he said that, and he said it to his team. A lot of motivator, right? Putting down his team, we're not going to win this game. How much motivation do you need as a player to go out there and prove them wrong? You tell me that there's not a way of finding a positive and a negative. You go out, you're Bill Belichick, getting the team meaning to say we're going to lose Sunday, but we got a good chance of going three and one. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you right now I bet you it happened I, I'd be willing to bet money on it If someone would actually tell me the truth I bet you that happened We're going to this game not expecting to win And that's fine I'm cool with that Because we still got Tom Brady at week 5 And we got the Browns in week 5 Whew, We lose this one, who cares I, I'm telling you I think that's what happened Now, Now, you want to break down this game Okay that's fine. He's Jimmy Garoppolo's only threw 31 regular season passes since being selected in the second round out of Eastern Illinois. Hey, there's a big football school thing is sitting in line for this team to lose on Sunday. And and Bill Belichick's accepting it. And if you can't be motivated to prove your head coach wrong about you or the football team and you go into Arizona and lose, hey, it's fine with coach, but imagine if we win. God, I don't think, and just by that point, I don't think Arizona has a chance to win this football game. And Arizona, they have everything. They got a great defense. They got a great coach. Carson Palmer's even playing well. They have Larry Fitzgerald. That defense is amazing. In Arizona, they're going to lose this football game because of the type of motivation that's going to be. And you can say whatever you want about Bill Belichick, okay? You watch him in his interviews. If they're 4-0, the question to Bill Belichick was, if they're 4-0 when Tom Brady is due to come back, is there a quarterback controversy? The biggest laughter came from a chuckle from the it's gonna be the stupidest thing I've ever heard I got quite possibly the best quarterback to ever play this game and if I go by Sonny Clark's dad saying that uh that it's not Tom Brady but he's probably number two why would I stop start Jimmy Garoppolo he's laughing about it how I'm going to tell you, how can't Jimmy Garoppolo want to go out and prove Bill Belichick wrong? 
This guy's a master at motivation because he knows how to do it. And these are grown professionals. It's not high school football where everybody patsies all the players. It's not college where they tap them on the head and say, oh, you're going to be good one day. Bill Belichick says subliminally, Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. What do you think? I'm freaking crazy. I'm going to start Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady. What, do you think I'm that stupid? So it puts Jimmy Garoppolo on notice immediately that, hey, your coach don't even think you're good. Now, just because he says that he's going to play Tom Brady over Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't necessarily mean that he's not good. But he's just saying, I got the best to ever play this football game, ever. In some people's opinion of mine, not my dad's. <laughs> I'm going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. It just sends signals. And it's a good way of doing it. And the Patriots have been doing that since Bill Belichick has been the coach of this football team. I mean, come on. When's the last time you heard Bill Belichick give so many praises to anybody on his football team? He doesn't. He'll say, you know, Tom Brady had a good game here and there. He doesn't fall over kissing these players' asses and making it. So he's always the coach to ever coach this game, and yes, that includes the Green Bay great Lombardi. I'm telling you right now, the best coach ever coached a football team, sitting right there in, in New England, and you can sit here and argue me all day long about the Green Bay you know, Lombardi. Oh, they named a trophy after him, everything. This, I'm going to tell you right now, the Super Bowl trophy needs to be named after this guy. You got the best quarterback to ever play the game and the best coach to ever coach a football team for the last 16 years. That's why the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, we can sit there and take a look at, you know, is Tyron Matthew going to be ready? He's a versatile defensive back, okay? He returns from ACL. We can talk about that guy. His second ACL in, in two years. We can talk about that. We can talk about uh, you know, the, the goal is to make sure that Garoppolo doesn't throw interceptions. Uh, we can talk about all these other stuff, you know, about how great Jimmy is a, a great athlete and all these other BS nonsense because Bill Belichick says everything I say in there is politically correct, but you suck. I, I believe that happens, and that's the reason why he's so good. You could talk about Carson Palmer. He's 36 years old, coming off a career year, throwing for over 4,600 yards, 35 touchdowns, only to 11 t- interception. You could talk about Larry Fitzgerald being the first style wide receiver going from the outside, moving into the slot, and becoming one of the better uh wide receivers in the NFL. We can talk about Chris Johnson being able to run the football. We can talk about all this crap, but we're still talking about the best coach to ever coach this football game and the best quarterback to ever play the game. Masterfully motivating his players to be better because how can you, you – know, we have a guy that come in on our show named Packer Backer. Backing up this team. And and I get it. I understand. Next guy up. There's no better team in the NFL that's better at the next man up than, than the New England Patriots. No, it, there's just not. They don't have to be the best guy out there to play the game. They just got to go in and do their job. 
And Bill Belichick expects you to do his job. And by the way, Bill Belichick knows what you can do before you can do it. Yeah, I got some mad love for the Patriots. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And not only that, someone's got $100 on it. Forgot what the odds were. I'm telling you right now, I've never seen such the biggest, you know, shoe in as the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I just, I've never seen, I've never seen such a gimme pick. Flat out, throw your money away, pick. That being said, which is the name of our show. We got 10 minutes. I didn't want to talk about this game for very long. Sorry, Dallas Cowboy fans and not my local. But I'm sorry. If you think that this football team, your Dallas Cowboys, with Dak Prescott, is going to go in and beat the Giants, and with Eli Manning, as bad as he sucks, you think the Dallas Cowboys can go win this football game? Live in your fantasy land there in Dallas. Now, I'll admit if I'm wrong, okay? All right. But even though this game is in Dallas and it's the biggest game of the year, not only that, division game and the Dallas Cowboys have to have it. I want to know why you would think the Dallas Cowboys could go in and win this football game, even with Eli Manning as bad as he is. Okay, he's got two Super Bowl rings that everybody wants to put on top of his head as the best thing to come along since Fruit Punch. Okay, but he's still better than Dak Prescott. There, I said it. Dak Prescott may be a great prospect for the seasons to come for the Dallas Cowboys, but right now he is nowhere near ready. But this year he has to be ready because Tony Romo, I never met a hit I can't take, can't stay in the lineup. So now, and here's another example of the stupidity of your Dallas Cowboys. They go out and get Mark Sanchez as a backup quarterback, while Sam Bradford, who was obviously easyable to get, goes to Minnesota. Now, granted, I know they're in the same division, but Jerry Jones, he can throw away a first-round draft pick and, and get Sam Bradford. The biggest joke that I ever missed. Now, I don't know if he ever did it, but from all I've heard, there was never even a call. Fourth rounder. Okay, he's a fourth rounder. Why the Dallas Cowboys fans believe this guy could be better than Peyton Manning and do what Peyton Manning couldn't do in his first years beyond me. He had a better pedigree coming out of college. They won one game. And if you think for a second that the Colts at the time could have done anything else around them better than the Dallas Cowboys, you're crazy. They're about the same team. Why? And, and I'm sorry. Peyton Manning is a better quarterback. And, and they went 1-15. Look what this team did last year without Tony Romo. What did they do to show up anything on the defensive line? Never mind not have a pass rush. And if you don't have a pass rush going against Eli Manning, he's going to eat you alive. The, the Giants are going to win this game by 14 points. Right there and shove it into Dallas Cowboys fans' face. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I live here in Dallas. I don't want to become the biggest hated you know, figure out there, but there's nowhere on this football team 
that says the Dallas Cowboys can win this game when you look at the other side that the New York Giants are, except for the fact that this game's at home and usually there's more Giant fans than there are Cowboys in the stands. Now, you, we could talk about when Tony Romo's coming back. Who cares? This is week number one, Zach Prescott. Forget Tony Romo. Now, Tony Romo being out makes you wonder where the friendship was with Witten. I'm going to tell you right now, Dak Prescott, I got two guys. Everybody else, you're, you're, you, can, you can just forget you're not going to get the ball. I'm going to get the ball to Des Bryant. I'm going to get the ball to Jason Witten. I'm going to run the football And if we're going to win. You're not going to run the football against this giant defense. It's, that's not going to happen. So that means you've got to put the ball up in the air. You're a rookie quarterback throwing the ball to quite possibly, and I hate to say this, future Hall of Famers than Des Bryant and definitely Jason Witten. you got a chance, but the chance isn't big because of what the defense can bring. When the Giants face the Cowboys, this is the first time in 12 seasons without Tom Coughlin coaching this football team. Ben McAdoo is the guy who's promoted from the offensive coordinator to the head coach. Spagnola. How about that? And Eli Manning. 33 years old, coming off a 35 touchdown season, contract extension, and quite possibly has, if you want to believe all the hype about him, the best wide receiver in the NFL. Frankly, I think it's Des Bryant as much that makes me want to puke. But I, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's another thing. Peyton, Peyton Manning tutored Prescott at the Summer Manning Pre, uh, Passing Academy. Has a bright future. And, and listen, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to go with Peyton on this. It's not going to be enough. To go up against his brother. How about this? He goes to this thing. Who's better to break down funds? Do you think Peyton Manning picked up the phone and said, yo, hey, Eli, this is what you need to know? Come on. Come on, look at the, the aspects of, of the other football. This is the reason why you get numbers coming from Vegas. It's because Peyton Manning picking up the phone. Hey, he was here at our thing here. We got you in week one. Now, this is what I saw that he did good. And, and Eli Manning not pass that along to the defense. Give me a joke. Th this, this game will be won by 14 points because they know exactly what's coming at them because they had Peyton Manning look at him in the off season. Not only that, you got your first round draft pick, Ezekiel Elliott. Will he be healthy for this football game? There are a lot of aspects to this game where they're, Des Bryant is going to If the Cowboys win it will be because of Des Bryant And Des Bryant you can say whatever I hate this guy like I said he makes me want to puke But When you look at Des Bryant He's the best wide receiver in this league Now you got a rookie quarterback Expecting to get the best wide receiver The ball in game one Against the New York Giants Double down up on that be done with it. Walk out of Dallas Cowboy Stadium with your first victory of the year. That's what's going to happen. And, and as much as I don't want it to happen for Dallas Cowboy fans, it, it's not even going to be close. They win by 14 points, two touchdowns. And it will be interesting to see what happens later on in the season for the Dallas Cowboys. 
this this is not a great win, a great, uh, how you say it, this is not a great matchup for him. Dak Prescott needed the Cleveland Browns. Dak Prescott needed the Lions. The Dak Prescott needed the Atlanta. They did not need the Giants within the same division. Good luck to him. I'm going Giants. I hate to admit it. It makes me want to puke because Eli Manning, but that's the way it is. That having been said, that's the name of this show. I am Sonny Clark. I'd like to thank for trying to get in for a couple minutes. He's usually busy on Sunday morning. Uh, Cuervo, uh, obviously doing his uh, Marine thing. Couldn't be in uh, 100%. We appreciate him getting in for the first half of this. But I'm marked down. I got my picks all out there. We will be back on air tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. We are not done talking about the NFL. We'll recap what happened here on Sunday. And seeing that Sonny Clark got every one of his picks right, and then I will be a football god again. (laughs) That having been said, that's the name of the show. I hope everybody has a great day. It's time for the NFL Red Zone. It's time for week number one. We're out of here, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.